Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. John Valenzuela, are you ready to crack open a cold one? Levens, I've been waiting for this all year. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All the Small Games, our first episode and I don't know how long it's been. Like eight months? But two beers Ooh. have just been cracked. My name's Andrew Levens, his name's John Valenzuela. That is correct. And, and the first beer we're drinking... It's a pickle beer. It's a pickle beer. You can't make a Rick and Morty joke. Um, oh, God, Rick no, and Morty jokes have been cancelled. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but... Yeah, that pickle's coming through hard. So if we if we recorded this episode in 2022 like we should have, we would have made a Rick and Morty joke, and yes. then we'd have to delete this episode because he's now been outed. He's now yeah as, as a no good dude. Yeah, I mean that was, I felt that was coming a long time. Like <laughs> yeah, there are some guys you're just like it's gonna happen. Who's that? Was a no good dude. Levens, he made Rick and Morty like <laughs> we sh- and high. Did you play High on Life? What is it? High on Life? High on Life. No, I did not play the, no. the, the, the I, game where the gimmick is you have a talking gun and after half an hour, you were given the option to turn off the gimmick of the talking <laughs> gun, which I think that's very funny. Probably sure. funnier than anything else that's in the game. I but, get the feeling that's the first thing playtesters said. Like, uh, can you give us a switch to turn the gun off? Yeah. I want to kill myself. <laughs> um, hey, this is all the small games. We are an indie... What the, what? We're an indie game podcast. Is that what it is? Yeah. It wasn't like a tagline that we had? I mean, all the small games kind of sums it up pretty good. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, I mean, look, it's been quite a while since we recorded an episode, but we said last year, you know, we'll try and record throughout the year, but we will never, ever give up on the dream of doing our top 10 indie games of the year at the end of each year. Absolutely. And uh, that's what we're we're here to do for you today. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, it's funny. I was like, I, I get the feeling you would have done this as well. As this episode approached a few months ago, I was like, oh. Do I even have 10 games that I've played? Yeah. Like, one one thing I was very curious to ask you is, because last year, obviously, I think it was last year, we were doing an episode a week, and that was, like... Stupid. Insane. <laughs> but it was also, like, uh, it was it was very much... It was stupid, but if anyone wants us to wants to pay us to do it, I'll happily oh, do it 100%. again. 100%. Drop it, like, immediately. I'm, I'm back on the indie game wave. Yeah. I'll play five of them a week, motherfuckers. Let's but, go. But that was the thing. It's like, it, it pushed us to play, to look for games, to, to, to play a huge variety and stuff like yeah. this. Now, in 20, 2022, we, we kind of, you know, we recorded one or two in the beginning of the year, three or three, four months apart. I'm curious, how did your relationship to playing games change as a result of that? Yeah, so this was a um, a, a cool year because my kids are getting older and they are very capable of playing games with me. Okay. Um, and so Nintendo had an excellent year in terms of releasing games that I could play with my kids. Um, right. So there was... Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Sure. Which, spoilers, uh, if this sh- this show is called All the Big Games, that's my number one game of the year. Yep. 
Um, and uh, I, I played through that once uh, by myself um, and 100% completed it. And mm-hmm. then again with my kids. Okay. Uh, because one person can play as Kirby, the other person can play as Waddle D. Uh, it kind of <laughs> sucks playing as Waddle D. Um, so, but, but the way that happened was way that we worked out with my, was Archie, my son would play as Kirby and my uh, younger kid, Tilly would play, um, as, as Waddle D. And then when they got to a hard part, I would jump in and, sure. and we'd, you know, knock everyone back a, a notch. So I become Kirby, Archie Waddle D and Tilly is the watcher. It's just watching. Yeah. Has, um, uh, I remember you telling me that like Archie is like gets when a game gets hard he gets frustrated it's just like nope not doing it he's not like that anymore he's okay yeah it it was less about like he just doesn't understand the like you know my my favorite kind of shit in a game when you just oh wow this is going to take me an hour to beat this one small boss fight or like you know platforming challenge jump or whatever he just he will look at me like you are actually there's something broken in your brain, Dad. <laughs> Why are you okay with with doing this? Oh, he doesn't understand the thrill of getting good. Yeah. Um. So I played yeah a lot of Kirby, a lot of um uh, uh Rabbids. The sequel to Mario plus Rabbids came out. Me and me and the kids played that together. That was really fun. Um, Splatoon we played a lot of together. Um, and then like as a whole like the 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 big games of the year besides kirby like kirby was the game i was most looking forward to that really lived up to my ex- its expectations and then some like that was just that if you haven't played that you would love that if it ever goes on sale i played the demo i think yeah if it goes on sale i'll, I'll copy dude it. it's like it's just such a fun awesome game it has, and it has like how laboratory the guys who make the kirby games it's not actually made it's not a first party nintendo oh right it's like okay. a second party they own our laboratory but it's sure. made independently from nintendo they also made the box box boy games Yep. I'm, I'm trying Some, to find the box boy somewhere amiibo somewhere in here. my office, um, and uh, yeah, but uh, that was that was that's that was a f- incredible experience. But everything else, like all the big games of the year that, that everyone else was enjoying, like Elden Ring, I played maybe ten hours of. I understand it. I see the appeal of it. It just is not for me because I always feel like I've done the wrong thing. Sure. I've chosen the wrong class. I'm I've, I've taken the wrong path. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm using the wrong weapon, and I just I, I just didn't like how frequently i was second guessing myself while playing yeah i never i never felt i never got into a comfortable groove where i was like okay i'm I'm aware of all the systems i know i've got a good build i don't know i just was just like yeah yeah, but i know one day i'll get over that and actually delve into that game properly and just knowing how much bigger that open world gets is so exciting and i i think I, I I appreciate anyone that put that as their game of the year. I think that is the true game of 2022, even though I I didn't you know play that much of it. Sure. Um, but then like other games like you know God of War two came out with Ragnarok. Ragnarok. And like I played less of that, but uh, and I should have I I 100%ed the first one. I loved that game. Okay. But this just felt like more of it, but like with way more writing and way more cutscenes and just the shit I don't want in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I grew very tired of that kind of like third-person PlayStation. Um, I, I played Horizon Zero Dawn as well, and that didn't do much for me either. Yeah. Um, but two games that really surprised the shit out of me um, that did not get very well reviewed, but I loved them and platinumed both of them, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay, um, yeah. I'd, I guess it's a Bethesda-published game, your, I think. Your yeah. Love, yeah, 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 that was... um. Because I remember when Microsoft bought Bethesda, people were up in arms about that and one other game of like they were they were PlayStation exclusives and it was yeah, the a one big from last question, year where you big question mark of like will they still be yeah. PlayStation exclusives? How long and until they, they like, get out yeah, of the yeah, game? Yeah, pass. yeah, that's yeah. fine. Soonish, I'm sure. <clears throat> um, but I love that um, you know not amazing combat, but like a fantastic kind of like first person exploration around Tokyo, mm-hmm. like an empty Tokyo. I love that. And then like the strangest, you know that which game like. 
really got its hooks in me like against i i've never ever enjoyed a sonic game in my life really oh right That's sonic right. frontiers yeah, sonic was frontiers. like my shit i loved it as this weird broken open world with tons of shit to do in it um there's so many things wrong with that game <laughs> i 100 percented it i loved sure. it i loved it it's... and i don't it's so not for any everybody it falls into this weird realm of like a i love open world games that aren't too sprawling Sure, sure. There's not like, you know, like the, the the jump from like for me like GTA, um, Miami. What's about Vice City? Vice City. That's as good as Grand Theft Auto got to me. Okay. And then San Andreas, they just added way too much shit. Yeah, like three cities was a lot. To and like have. you know, and you have to like eat food and yeah. and like get your hair cut. And you I'm can like, get, like, I don't want to do this shit. You can get fat though, fat CJ. It was that is great. true. It was fun being fat CJ, but. There, there are like a few, like a One Piece World Seeker a few years ago. By the way, there's a new one, new One Piece came out, came out this week, and I had to oh, do all I could to stop myself from only playing that instead of uh, catching up on some of my in- favorite indie games from from sure, last year before sure. we recorded. But it's it's good fun. Yeah. But like, yeah, like open world games that uh, that are, are not as polished or enormous as your first party AAA um, open world games can be, but they still like have that sense of adventure and exploration, but there's just something a bit fucked about them. Yeah. And that is like, that's all charmed to me. And I feel like like one of my favorite games from last year, um, Microsoft exclusive, you got soft locked out of it. Um, it was buggy as shit for you. Um, uh, Oh, Sable. Sable. Sable falls in that category. I've got to go back and play that. Um, Blue Fire, which is another favorite favorite games last year as well. Another one that falls into that category, just like these big kind of broken open worlds. Yeah. Uh, I really really loved uh, Sonic Frontiers. So that was a very big surprising game. So yeah, that was like, I did have some subcategories. And so I just went through, yeah, my my top three big games of the year were Kirby, The Forgotten Land, um, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Sonic Frontiers. Um, And then... uh, I feel like if you if you looked at like my gaming habits from the year before, I actually played a shitload of games with my kids, indie games with my kids, and sure. I just feel like there weren't as many this year that appealed to everyone. I really do feel like it was a weird year for indies this year. Like I yeah. I went back and looked at my top ten from last year and was like, holy, like you know, uh, Little Nightmares two, um, Death Door. Death like, Door for me was like that was just such a no brainer. Yeah, there was no no brainer for me this year. Yeah, I was the, like, which of these is my favorite? Yeah, and, and I, 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 my favorite when I when we get to number one, it's super obvious, but it's not a logical favorite. It's an emotion. It's like the reason it gets number one is purely emotional and not logical. Sure, I think I'm somewhat in the same boat. Um, the biggest thing that changed my indie game ha- gaming habits this year was the arrival of a new console. Of course, the Playdate. I'm very curious to see how many Playdate titles have made your top 10. Um, like, I, I, I think yeah. a, a lot. But like to the point where I would, we were like getting towards, we, we were considering recording an episode in like September, October. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, don't, don't, I haven't really played yeah. any indie games. Then I was like, wait a minute. I've been playing two indie games a week, <laughs> if not more, through the Playdate. So that for those who don't know, Playdate is a system made by Panic, the guys who published Untitled Goose Game. It's this little yellow square with a crank. And Did they also um, do... Um... Firewatch. Thank you. Um, I'm like camp. There is a sp- something. There is a spin-off of uh, Camp Santa of of, of, yeah. uh, of Firewatch on one of the games. It's not that good. Oh, play that. Um, okay. Yeah. But essentially, um, what it is is this little console that when, once you plug it in, connect to the internet. From that point, 
forward every week you get two games delivered to the system for 12 weeks so you get 24 games included with the console but that's just stuff that's officially released through play date you can also sideload i believe yes and so sideloading i think completely overshadowed the there are lots of amazing games including like you know some pretty big names like uh Keita takahashi the guy who created katamari mm-hmm. he made one of the um, games and uh in, in, out of the 24 official ones but yeah the sideloading stuff where I, i've never really fucked around with the itch store too much besides sure. just buying the bundles that go to charity where yeah. it's like 700 amazing games and you support a good cause like even though i'll never play any of those games i just I, that's cool one day i'll have a pc that can play these these things sure sure why not go in um but i the it is so easy to buy games off the itch store and using your phone, you can load them onto your Play Deck. That's insane. So you can buy it using your phone on the App Store, and then you just like Bluetooth it, put or... it, to, you know, your downloads folder on your phone. Okay. And then you open the Play Date. It's like Play Date, Play dot Date slash Sideload. I think is, is the okay. address. And then that, that's you already set that up to be connected to your, your thing, and then you just upload the file. Like, and so that's I uploaded. That's wild. It's so cool. I'll just be like, I'll hear about a cool game. And instead of being like, oh, when I get home, I'll do that. I was like, nope, I'm doing I it now. I do it on the road. Because these games will be like, you know, 100 like uh, uh, kilobytes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, not even... I, I was like, fuck, what's the one below megabyte? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, like, so the Playdate really, really meant I made made me play a ton of indie games this year. A lot of them feel like more experiments than than full, full-blown full games, which I mean, it's, it's, has an appeal in itself, but yeah. It's worth shouting out as well. Like, if, if, if you're listening and you're unfamiliar with the Playdate, one thing that the the panic did was make sure that there were really robust development tools. Yes. Like publicly available development tools for the play day. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense considering if you're, if you're doing like 24 official games for the play day, you definitely want your, your community to help fill the gaps and, and look for that killer app essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so yeah. How about you? Did, did you find yourself playing less or more? I, or? Yeah. I, pl- I, I weirdly like, it got to the kind of middle-ish of the year, like just after the middle of the year. And I sort of, um, I, I took kind of a break. I took a bit of holiday, a bit of a holiday from gaming. I you, got, we, you needed to. Like, after we spent so much of our life yeah. over the last few years just doing it for the podcast, I think I, I, I reveled got, in it. I got really into this mobile game called Top Drives. And this is like, part of me is embarrassed to admit this. And part of me is like, who cares, man? It just is what it is. But it's like, it's a collectible card game where the cards are cars and you race, you like choose a hand, like you, you, you race matches against people and you choose a hand of five cards and more often than not, the the match will be like, they have to be American cars or they have to be like rear wheel drives from Germany kind of thing. It's so So funny that like the most easy to understand, easy to describe game, you're so embarrassed to do it. Oh, I know. But later on, it's going to be like, yeah, so you're a girl and um, she has a gun, but the gun is a frog. Yeah. And they'll be like, "Mm, yes, very good. Yeah. But it's just, it's one of those games where it's like, it's very obviously they want your money. Like, they're always being like, buy card packs or buy currency or blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to. It's just, I've not spent a thin cent on this game. I've just literally like, you know, watched countless ads to like unlock currency and unlock card packs and stuff. But I just, I think I just needed a couple of months of like, I don't want to sit and think critically about a game. I just want to like... You want the endorphins? Just yeah, I just yeah. I just need this mindless like, hey, my little car went faster than the other little car. I Suck got shit. I got a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah. Great. 
Um, I played. Did you play Marvel Snap? Did you give it a shot? I didn't. I didn't. It's a great game. I've, I, I had to delete it though because it was way too addictive. I've seen. I've seen a lot of people rave about Marvel Snap. It's like, so it's made by the, a guy who used to work on Hearthstone. Maybe he's the creator of Hearthstone. Even. So you like put cards down and you like slap your phone when two cards match yeah, up. Yeah, that's or? right. You know, yeah, you put two phones on top of each other and <laughs> smash them. So um, yeah, but it's 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 really really well made. It's, yeah. and and I did spend money on that. Probably like thirty bucks. Of buying the season pass two months in a oh, row, okay, um, because it meant you get you know extra cards and sure, variants sure, sure. and stuff like that. It's it's the games are really short, sure, um, and you are playing against other people from around the world. Um, it's really fun. I would give it a shot. It's free. You, okay, you, you don't need to spend a cent to enjoy that game sure. to its full fullest. I'll give it. A, I I'll... wouldn't like don't my my advice to everyone who, who wants to play Marvel Snap. Don't ever spend money on it. Yeah. Just enjoy fair. it as a free game. Those motherfuckers are making money from other people. You of don't course. need to be the one to give them money. But um, I also like, I I got back into reading. Like I, I went through a bit of an insomniac period and then was like, okay, dude, you need to start like, you need to read for half an hour at yeah. least before you go to bed to get it's, on top of you gotta this. You've got to kill the screen for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I do mo- most of my reading from a screen, but it's different because I'm reading. Like, yeah. Um, you know, um, or whatever. Because my, my wife generally goes to bed around 10, and then I'd be like, it's gaming time, baby! And then it'd be like 11.45, and i go like, oh crap, i got to go to bed, but I know I'm not going to sleep because I've been staring at a screen. Yeah. So I got really like, I got really sort of militant about like, no, don't turn on the game. The game's just going to make you stay up way too late. Read a book or, you know. Brother, I know a lot of people are going to groan when they hear me say this, but that is the biggest W of all time. I know. I worried about you. I know. I, I, you know, I, when just not going to bed at the same time is like red flag enough. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, that, that fucking rocks that you're going to bed. <laughs> but I now, I now have like, I've managed to reach a point now where like I've gotten better at going. Cause I've, I've started playing games again, obviously yeah. I've played a bunch in the last couple of weeks. That's been, f- that have been, um, I've, <laughs> you were talking about categories earlier. I have a worst games of 2022 category. Hell yeah. That I definitely want well, to. I have a dishonorable mentions, which is Ooh. where I've put all of the big indie games of the year and why they're not in my top 10 list. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll combine that, I think. But, um, but I've gotten a lot better now at like, hey, it's 11 or it's 11.15. Turn the, turn the game off. I know you're desperate. Like I've been playing the excavation of Hobbs Barrow, which is a point and click. And I'd like solve a puzzle that would unlock a, uh, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what's been stopping me from the next part of the story. Save, turn mm-hmm. it off, do your teeth, grab your book, read for a while, go to bed, John. And yep. I've gotten a lot better at that. And I'm very happy that I've reached that yeah, like, no, happy that medium of I can play, but I can also be responsible. Kind Sleep of thing. health is very important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, I just, I took that little hiatus, like three, four, five months of just like, I'm not, uh, I'm not pushing myself to play anything i'm just happy to do my little phone thing and then put it down and go play with my daughter as opposed to like i mean that being said i've never been like joe take care of the baby i need to no of course play not. something yeah, for yeah, a few yeah. hours but like not I've, i didn't feel the the sort of like the pressure to play anything which is semi a bummer because at, at the same time there was nothing that i was like oh i really want to play this like there was but i think me, it's a it's, lot of my favorite games of the year like Came from out, 2021 came, well, it came out in December yeah no. but I, I feel like I was I, I'm with you on that like the big I, the, the big games I was looking forward to just didn't come out yeah um, one, that, one that you were looking forward to came out like the last possible was, was, like, the, was it like Christmas Eve it came out or yeah no Chris, like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day yeah yeah, and uh, I know I, I know it's not going to be on your list but oh. it, it, that, that game is also sitting unopened on my Switch and I'm like 
Technically, I have not opened it. Can I get a refund on this motherfucker? I, I hope you can. Damn, that's so rough. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it when we do Dishonorables. Um, um, but yeah, um, I I think we do Dishonorables at the end when we've had a bunch more beers and just get raw with it. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. And also giving lots of people incentive to listen all the way to the end. Exactly. All these people are like, I'm just going to listen till seven. That'll yeah. do me. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's it's nice because my 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 passion has returned now, and I'm kind of like I'm I'm getting back into looking looking through various stores and and feeling excited again about like oh cool I want to play that that's great yeah I I often will kind of like seesaw with like what my I mean you know me my, my hilarious addictive personality leads sure. to many uh, obsessions but I'm looking around the yeah. room at them right now <laughs> hey man this is my job now <laughs> <laughs> um, but like in terms of like the thing that I'm most passionate about the thing that I love doing the most um, at the moment it's definitely reading manga sure like that's my like that's pretty much what I spend most of my money on most of my time doing and what I look forward to the most and then games come in second sure close second sure um, but I'm sure, it, like as t- as as time continues, it the seesaw it teeters. switch back and forth, filter yep. up and down, etc. Yeah, um, I should start a comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Never again, motherfuckers. Um, hey, this is all the small games, which means we're going to be doing our indie games of the year. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll stick. We'll have our dishonorable mentions at the end of the, yes. of the podcast. Yes. Um, do you want to do a couple of honorable mentions, games that did not make your top ten, or do you want to save them to the end too? Let me let me take a look if I I have a few that I can like actually like factory like talk about when I talk about other games on my Okay, that's that's yeah. interesting. I'm trying to remember if I've got did I put my oh crap, I put my list together on um I put my list together on my laptop at work. And so I just have my top ten list here. I'll see if I can rack my brain. I'm sure I'll bring it up. Yeah, 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 cool. Are we getting into it then? Let's do it. Let's honourable mention down this this pickle beer. Oh yeah, let's let's crush the pickle beer. You can't do it too pickly. (laughs) Oh, he's canon. Actually, one of the first times John ever came over to my house when I was a a, a wee teen, a kid. Jesus. Um, you uh, we my dad was cooking something with uh, white vinegar on the. On, on, on the bench and you were like oh dude white vinegar can I have some and I was like what and you picked up the jug and just chugged a bunch of white vinegar so no wonder you like the pickle beer you know? it is a weird habit I just like I love the mouth feel of white vinegar <laughs> um, do you want to do any guesses of what you think might be in my top five for example I mean I doubt or you, you do you want to take a shot at number one? Oh, I'm not going to I'm not taking a shot at number one interestingly enough because we're not doing because we're not doing, we didn't do a weekly podcast this year. We were talking about this earlier. Our lists are kind of a mystery to one another. Absolutely a mystery. Like, I could not even attempt to make a shot at your number one. The closest I could think is there was that bird watching game on Playdate mm-hmm. that I knew you were head over heels about. Casual birder. Casual birder. But I don't know if you've played anything else this year that would overtake that. Okay. Yes. Wait. Which which is not me going like, it's got to be number one then. It's more like, I can't say that it's number one because you might have... A dark horse hiding somewhere. Okay, I'm going to guess that uh, Power Wash Simulator is in your top five. Okay. And I'm also going to guess that the only game that you and I both have on our top ten list is Vampire Survivors. Oh, we have two then. Oh, what's the other one? I you think? think. I think we have two. Do you want me to guess? Yeah, go see that. Tunic. Tunic. I think Tunic might make it into both our top tens. Okay, sweet. Right. Um, what's on your honorable mentions? Honor- on- honorable. Hold on. Honorable mentions. I'm getting another beer. Do you need one? 
Um, you know, I'll, I can work honorable mentions in into when I talk about them. Okay, I, I have like they're in, in categories. Okay, and when I award the the when I put the game from that category that, that made it on my top ten spot, I can shout these other ones out. Okay, sounds good. Which means we're going to go straight to ten, and I need it down this fucking pickle beer. Yes. When you so you're, you're going to talk about ten, your ten first. I'll do my ten first, and straight off the bat, Levens. Uh huh. I'm going to break rules. I have a tie. Oh wait, number ten. Okay, also my I have I have a uh, my first category. I forgot to do one. Oh uh, shh, oh go. Best old indie game I played in twenty twenty two. Oh, Elekhead. Okay, right, 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 right. The Switch port came out. Yeah, this year uh, you played it on PC. It was like your number six or something last yeah. last year. No, no, no. It didn't make my. It made my honorable mentions last year, but Damn, not my top fuck? ten. It was, just, it, it was a, a good year, right? It was a really strong year last but year. But Elekhead was a, a, a really great puzzle platformer. So good, right? I never got the official ending. I want to go back and actually figure it out. Yeah, I never made it there oh. as well. Um, Pickly. Yeah. Um, Johan still just smelled like just straight up garlic. <laughs> like checking the ingredients of the, of the, of the pickle beer. I'm just like, pushing, where's the garlic? I'm pushing thing? garlic cloves into the beer without you seeing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. An excellent game, and it works really well on the Switch. Really, really well. I mean, it, naturally, it would work great on the Switch. It's it's not the most taxing of games in terms of like no, graphics yeah, yeah. And but stuff. It, it just lends itself very well to being played yeah. on that platform. It's it's one of those games where it's not the graphics that shine; it's the mechanic. Yeah, absolutely. And and such a good mechanic, and you, you're able to do everything from the start. But it, yes. it tells you that you can do it. Like it's kind of similar to Tunic in a way. Yeah, you, there are things that you've been able to do, or, or paths that you've been able to go from the very start of the game that you don't realize until later in the game. Instead yes. of like you getting a uh, an upgrade, you've always been able to do it. Yes, of course. It just it's it. The game teaches you the different way you can use the abilities that you already have. Yep. Yeah. Very really good stuff. well. Anyway, that's 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 let's move on. Number ten, you have you have a tie. I have a tie. I, I was shocked. I have a before t- I interrupted you. I was baffled. It's, <laughs> I'm going to need a spit take from that. The final <laughs> sips of those pit, that pickle beer. Pickle I have spit. a I have a tie for number ten. I I was putting together my list and got down to ten and had these two games and I'm like I tossed and turned so much. Over like, oh, who should make the list? Who should drop into honorable mentions? Which, which one should be it? And then I went, you know what? There's no one making rules on this podcast. I can have a tie at number 10 if I goddamn want to, mm-hmm. essentially. The two games are Frog Detective 3, uh, Corruption at Cowboy County, and Trombone Champ. Oh, wow. So two PC games that I wish I was able to play this year <laughs> uh, are in your top 10. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, my son... I think we are going to have to buy a PC laptop for him. For yes. Because he's getting very into coding. You were mentioning that. He's yeah. making a lot of games on Scratch, um, but there are like specific things that he needs a PC for. And I think sure. I'm, I'm, that's, that's reason enough for me and to finally bite the bullet. Specific things you need a PC. $7,000 on a high-end <laughs> gaming PC. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he needs all that RGB, and we need and to stuff. we need to import a Steam Deck, babe. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the best way to to do coding. <laughs> um. So Trombone Champ uh was developed and published by Holy Wow Studios, who I believe are UK based. Um. Uh. And Holy Wow is like it's one dude whose name is Daniel Vachito or Vachito, um. And then a bunch of like kind of part time programmers that stepped in to help. It's <coughs> It's kind of like Guitar Hero, but for trombones. Mm-hmm. So you have your mouse, and you've got a little cursor that goes up and down the screen. And then as the song plays, it'll there'll be lines on the screen that represent the notes you have to play. And you need to try line your mouse up and then press and release your mouse button in time with like, you know, it's a rhythm game kind of thing. The thing is, 
it's so hard. Some of the, like, unless it's a super simple song, like God Save the Queen, for instance, is super simple because it's like, ba, 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 ba. But then there are other songs where it's like, ba, ba. Yeah, that was that. Like, I watched so many videos of people attempting to do that. It was so funny. It's, it's one of the very, very, very few games I've played where my wife, Jo, has gasped with laughter watching me play yeah, it's it. it's right up her alley. It's yeah. so fun and dumb to watch. If, if your wife is also a diehard Steve Martin fan, yeah. she'll love Trombone Hero. Yeah. But on top, of, on top of this, like, what seems like, you know, it's, it's a Guitar Hero kind of game. Weirdly, it has this, like, Dark Souls-esque plot <laughs> woven into it as well, involving, like, baboons and hot dogs and all this stuff. Like, it's got a really absurd sense of humor that i super appreciate like as you play the game you earn points you can use those points to unlock trading cards and the trading cards will be like famous trombonists from history baboons hot dogs and like it's <laughs> just so ridiculous that's great i i didn't play nearly as much of it as i wanted to like it's one of those games where i'm like i gotta get my lap like i use my laptop on the couch i've got to get my laptop set it up on the dining table set up a mouse with it and like to do this properly so i never played as much as i did but what i did play i was so just struck by how funny it was that i was like it 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 left an impression on me for the whole year um and i mean not to mention it it like went viral like it's the kind of game that's just perfect for like yeah twitch is this the most viral indie game of the year stray maybe beats it i think in terms of pure watchability trombone champ just because and it's like they're making it so like you can put your own songs in the game, and, and yeah, I, I watched so many videos of people just like doing like that that Hudson Mohawk sex song. Yeah, uh, I saw people doing that, and like yeah, a lot of funny ones. Was that was that whole thing this year? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was this year. I was just I was so frustrated with people like, how do you have sex to this? It's like the 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 beat of the melody is not the beat of the song. Like it's an easy four four beat to follow. Like what the hell, guys? Um, but so yeah, trombone champ, and then um. Damn. John, John just admitted to being able to tune out the high no- the highs and mids when, <laughs> yeah. he's, when he's boning. It's all bass. <laughs> um, and then Frog Detective 3, Corruption at Cowboy County. So obviously by the name, it's the third and final in the Frog Detective final. series. She's not, yeah, Grace, Grace Broxner, developed, solo developed by Grace Broxner. Who I think is a Melbourne game dev. Yep, and get 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 all of the love that we have for Australian game studios out of the way now because I don't think much more. I think that's the <laughs> that's the which is which again is a is a huge difference to last year because I think there were like three um, Australian devs in my top ten last year mm-hmm. with like two of them in the top five. Um, I think unpacking and maybe the Forgotten City, but um, yes, yeah, the bangers. That's 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 it for Australians on 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 this list, unfortunately. But Frog Detective 3, as the name suggests, you play as a detective who is a frog. Uh, You are tasked by your uh, supervisor to go to Cowboy County where um, all the the townsfolk's hats are missing. And so you need to roll into town and figure out the case of what happened to the missing hats. But obviously, as the name suggests, corruption at Cowboy County... Things are not what they seem in uh, in Cowboy County, and uh, there is actually a, a stunning twist in the middle of the game that that speaks to the corruption. Um, and there's actually a, there's an amazing bit where you know this twist happens, and they roll fake credits mm-hmm. with um, 
an amazing song playing in the background, and uh, it's worth mentioning the music was done by I think his name's Dan Golding. Oh yeah, cool. He's, he's he also the guy did that did uh, Untitled Goose, Goose Game, game. Yep. and a couple of others. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's known for his his. Uh, he video. follows me on Twitter. Oh, it's fine. Look at this guy. Um, I'm podcasting with royalty here, <laughs> folks. Um, but yeah, so this this the, the fake credits play, and because the song is so much longer than the fake credits. It comes up like we've run out of credits, so we're just going to run the credits from an episode of Degrassi Next Generation. <laughs> and then it's just those credits. And I'm like, is this for real? And Aubrey Graham came up, and I'm like, oh, it really is. That's like Drake, <laughs> yeah, was, Drake was in that thing. Excellent. It's so charming. It's so just ridiculously charming and so gently funny. I I think it's one of those games where when you do buy Archie a gaming a, game, a coding PC. Sorry for the, <laughs> a, sorry for a the coding s- Steam Deck. So, sorry for the right. slip there. Um, get get those three games because I think oh, I Archie will love, love them, them and yeah. Tilly will love them. Why as well. aren't they on the Switch? I don't understand. I, it boggles my mind that they're not. Like this, they would be so easy to port. It's like the the softest FPS ever. It would ha- it would naturally live on the Switch. I don't know why. They're sticking with PC only. Maybe now that they have three of them out, it, it could makes more be, sense. It of could a be that they'll do, a, they'll do a complete. I'd version. buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, 100 percent. But it's just like playing it again because I played the first two. I was reminded, like, God, this is such a nice game. But woven into that niceness is just <laughs> such a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's a celebration kind of of like a single de- a single developer with a single kind of minded proposition just doing what she wanted to do so well um and just nailing kind of her own tone of voice for the game and everything is just is great i had to include it like that was one that came out at the end oh no it didn't come out at the end of the year i i bought it at the end of the year and was like crap this has to be on my that that was when the fight for slot 10 happened i was like this has to be on my list but i really want trombone champ to be in there as well fuck it i'll have a tie so that's mine. Me, I was brave enough to boot number eleven. Oh, I was damn. like, "Get out of, the, get out, get back in the depths." Damn. In fact, I just remembered a game that I forgot to put in my top ten <laughs> and, and cancelled my top my top, number ten spot. Right, and this is in there now. Okay. So in tenth place on my list, um, if only enough, the other game that that I booted out of my top ten was also, I guess you would call it Metroidvania. Okay. The game I booted was a game that I reviewed uh, two episodes ago, Infernax. Um, right. Okay. A very kind of um, throwback to Castle, early Castlevania feel, feeling games, um, where it kind of gives you the option of being able to play um, classic mode or casual mode. Classic mode is once you die, you like go back to your last save, and you have to like go back and do all this insane bullshit again. Sure. Um, whereas casual mode is like, oh, we'll resurrect you right here and now. But you no, lo- no, 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 you no. lose your high score or some of that. What no. Casual mode is you don't lose all your gold. It's oh, like yeah. you retain some of your gold and some of your XP. Whereas in the the regular mode or the whatever the, whatever the other mode was called, it's like you lose all your gold, you lose all your XP, start again. Yeah, so I was a fucking loser, and I could never like just accept that I had I should go back down to casual to properly enjoy the game. Yeah, I never finished that game because it it gets so goddamn hard, it's ridiculous. And I would get to a, like I would beat a boss and then like have to like navigate this impossible platforming session back to the save point and then just axe myself on like yeah. on a rock yeah um so that was fun it's but unforgiving guess what was funner john a little metroidvania <sighs> the only metroidvania on my list this year wow um, my my most beloved of genres um and uh that game is called haiku the robot 
Okay. This game uh, originally came out on PC in April this year, last year, and then later on it came to Switch in September. Um, and it was made, developed, and published by Mr. Morris Games. Okay. Developer I've never heard of before. Um, and uh, in this game, you play. Okay, imagine if Hollow Knight, but robots. Right. So uh, you play as a little robot um, who awakens, and all the other robots are corrupted. And you basically have to, like, fight your way through all of these very, like, you know, like, corrupt, like, decaying robot worlds with, like, lasers and, you know, all kinds of hazards. Sure. You upgrade your abilities. You find... Instead of... um, This is really clever. So, obviously, a big mechanic of uh, truly good Metrovanias is finding uh, a map cunt and getting a map from the map cunt that shows you where you are. Well, instead of a map cunt... You, because you're a robot, you already have the map in your system, but there are like satellites blocking the maps. Oh. So instead of like getting a map from someone, you destroy the satellite. Okay. And then you now have a, a access to that map. That's cool. Yeah. Just like That's fun cool little mechanic little, like cool that. Cool mechanic. But like narrative. Who knows when the fuck we're getting um, Hollow, Knight Sil- Hollow Knight Silk Song. I didn't finish this one all the way. I've beaten maybe like four bosses okay. um, in this game. I don't think it's anywhere near as big as Hollow Knight is. Sure. Um, sure. But I had a grand time uh, playing it and I look forward to going back to it. Um, lots of great different paths you can take like pretty early on in the game. And like the abilities are really cool. Like, you know, extra upgrades and stuff like that you get in it. Uh, it looks great. has a great art style. Um, I wish the music was better, but um, other than that, like it's a it's a easy one to recommend. It's pretty cheap too. Okay, uh, it's on the, the 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 lesser end of twenty, like you know thirty twenty bucks somewhere somewhere around there. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, it's called Haiku the Robot, and uh, I didn't hear anyone many other people talking about it this year. And it's a really good Metrovania. So check it out if you're cool. looking for one. And you played that on Switch. I played on Switch. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, do you want to just swing us straight into your number nine? Number nine. I think I say that every year. You do the old Beatles voice. Um, first playdate game Dang. in my top ten, and I have a couple on here. Um, oh, of so, course. Um, the playdate. Uh, look, not all the games hit for me. In fact, a lot of them. It became a bit of a chore. Um, right, right. Going fuck! I've got to play those two new playdate games, um, which is stupid on my behalf. But uh, I made a video of uh, of like me opening my playdate. And like, kind of talking through what the player is, and showing the opening animation, and talking about that you get two games every week, every week, and then I'll do upcoming videos on them if people are interested. And that video got uh, two and a half million views on TikTok. <laughs> and at one point, it was the most watched piece of media about the playdate on the internet. Oh, wow! But then someone did pretty much exactly the same video on YouTube Reels. Okay. And now that is the most watched piece oh, of, of Playdate uh, media. Um, but the opening animation when you when you do fire up your Playdate is that good, though. So it's, it, it deserves all the views it can take from yeah. me or anyone else. Um, but if you want biting commentary over it, you gotta you got to go to uh, tiktok.com slash Levens Online. Um, but there are a few absolute gems uh, on, the, on, in, on the Playdate lineup. And I never really saw anyone... Bigging this one up is one of the best ones. Um, you know that I have an affinity, and I think you have it too, to a very well-made match three puzzle game. Yes. Now, John, what if there was a match three puzzle game that had a really compelling, fun, and beautifully drawn story mode? Hell yeah. Sign me up. Pick, pack, pup is the name pick, of, pack, this, of this game. And uh, 
Like for one, it is the most pick up and play game on the playdate for me. It's also I, pack up and play and pop up and play. Sure, sure. Pick pick up and pop. Yes. Pick pack and pop. Pick pack and pop up. Um, and this game was made by uh, three developers: Nick Manier, Arthur Hamer, and Logan Gabriel. And um, basically, it's like you instead of matching gems or whatever, um, the pup has started a new job at an Amazon-esque package delivery service. And so you are combining similar packages together, then you push them to box them up, and then you push them again to send them away. Okay. Um, but you can box up like three together, or you can box up like seven together, and it's like this enormous package that takes up a big portion of the screen. Right. Um the story mode is where this really shines because it is this awesome story. Like it basically uses the crank where you are scrolling through these hand-drawn comics um, that tell the story of each day of this pup's work um, day at work. Nice. As he learns more and more that the company he's working for is fucking awful and uh, it has a really satisfying finale. Um, the, the like mechanically this game plays really well. There's so many different modes, but the story mode is so good that when I finished it, I start. I, I fucked around in the other modes. Like you can do one like a never-ending mode. Mm-hmm. You can do one that's like a really punishing mode. Like all these different modes. I was like, you know what? I kind of just loved the story mode. Yeah. And so I just went back to the story mode. Great. And uh, just started from the start. Started from the start. Um, and uh, absolutely loved it. It's, it has great soundtrack. It has great art. Um, it, it plays really, really well. And at no point are you. Do you feel like you're playing like a lesser version of a game that would work better on a different console, which is what I experienced with a few Playdate mm-hmm. games this year? It's like, oh, I, I appreciate this what they're experimenting with, but kind of wish I was playing this on something else. Yeah. This game is like, for me, like one of the absolute must plays on the system, even though it is like, I, I, I guess some people will write it off, but just a, just a match three puzzle game. I think all the flair that they, that comes along with it, the story, the world they set it in elevates it to my ninth favorite game of 2022. Hot damn. So uh, it's uh, I'm very curious to see how many playdate titles make. It I gotta lend that thing 10. to you. Oh, there, there's one game. My my honorable. Hey, I, I may as well drop an honorable mention here. Uh, there's a game called Omaze, and I never finished it. Um, it is so good. It is it is like a, a a really challenging platformer game where you play as like a dot, but and you move using like the crank. Okay. Um, and you're basically like rolling your way through these like diff- extremely difficult platforming sections. Has an amazing, not just like soundtrack, but an amazing use of sounds. Okay. Um, and just keeps stacking these crazy mechanics. Um, you you know like that. I think at one point you have to like like lock the playdate. No, you have to put the crank away. So wow, it uses okay. that as a mechanic. Oh damn! So if you if you if you have the crank out. You um, you you like it, it turns on this electrified platform, so you have to like put it away when you're passing over electricity. You know, it's it's very very clever. Yeah. Um, I could you could argue that it utilizes the playdates all the functionality better than any other game. Sure. This is a, this one would would have been, you know, a, like with with Infernax just outside of my top ten. Right. Um, right. I think it, it it lacks the charm of some of the others, but I don't think it necessarily needs it. Um. It's a killer fucking game. And cool. that, that's the main reason I'm not lending you the play date now when we finish recording, because I want to finish Omaze first. Sure, sure. Also, another another cool game when I want to sideload just dropped yesterday that I want to get, go, get Look, into. Look, the number of beers we're going to have recording this, I don't want to borrow any technology <laughs> off you. 
basically. Yeah, fair I'd, enough. I'd try to drink it by the end of this. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Rip the crank off. I cracked another one. Um, cool. So my number nine. Let's Stray. Stray. Okay. Wow. Developed by Blue 12 Studio. You're going to put the... Uh, you're going to add the typing sounds in afterwards, right? Like, I was I was good and looked up everything on the bus on the way here. Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is ATSG. Oh, I'm just doing clicks, okay? I'm, we, I'm not typing. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean... Also, just... I, I assume the guy who hates typing stopped listening when, oh, we, when we spent half an hour racking on you <laughs> after he emailed us saying, I don't like it when you type. Um, so, developed by Blue 12 Studio, who I think are a French outfit from memory, mm-hmm. um, and published by Annapurna. Um I think that's the only Annapurna game. I think I've only got like one Devolver and one Annapurna. No, no, no. Sorry, I got two Devolvers. Uh, so Stray. I mean, look. What like? I don't feel like I need to necessarily explain Stray. Stray is one of the huge games of the year. It picked up like both indie awards at the Game Awards. I think this year, mm-hmm. like it. I think is. It's definitely the breakout indie of the year. Yeah, I would but- argue that like it's not. It's the least indie game. I it, well, oh. yeah. Look, that's fair, but I think it, there's there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of kind of polish to this game, and there was a lot of hype for it. And the fact that you play as a cat means that like it's automatically the internet's going to fall in love with it. The reason it made number nine is I haven't finished this game. Like I was playing it and playing it, and then I just kind of reached a point where I was like, my attention got dragged elsewhere one day, and then I just never went back to it which is why it's number nine and not any higher, probably. Mm -hmm. But the reason it made my list is I think the world that it created was fascinating to walk through. Like, just this society of robots in this really kind of junky world they live in. I had a lot of fun just, like, walking around, looking at the environment, like, all the kind of supplementary stuff they put on the walls. Um I had a great time doing that. I had, like, there are a lot of little details of playing as a cat that was nice. Like, you know, in in kind of the first settlement you go to, there's a character that just wanders around the map. And I had a lot of fun as the cat getting in between his legs and making him stumble. Mm -hmm. And it was just little kind of, like, little details like that that I was like, oh, this is really fun. And they've... They've kind of made, you know, an interesting... it's, It's interesting to interact with the world as this animal. Um, There are sections... Did you play it? So this is a game on my dishonorable mentions. I figured it would be. 2022. So you did play it. Continue your train of thought because I feel like you're going to hint on why I don't like it. Um, There are sections of the game where you're like outrunning some of the enemies in the game that were fun in a kind of like 3D platformy kind of way. But at the same time, that's not one of the main reasons it's on there. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's a section in the sewer where there are giant eyes on the wall. That was nice and creepy. Mm. But I think one of the things I liked, one of the things that really kind of struck a chord for me was there are various places throughout the game. It's like pillows that are scattered throughout the buildings where you can sit your cat down and the camera just slowly pulls away as the soundtrack plays. And the cat has a little nap. Cat has a little nap. And it's just this like, it's this beautifully cozy moment. And it's something that like, so rarely happens in games where it's just like they encourage you through the the use of they encourage through you through the use oh you think my you think my mic habits are bad now wait till a few more beers levin i'm just I'm tr- like, trying to correct him i'm sitting on the mic and trying to talk um yeah it's so it's it's such a rare thing for a game to encourage that kind of restfulness that it was a design choice that i really appreciated and what what kind of 
made it get to number nine on my list. It's it's probably for a lot of the reasons that you've got it in your dishonorable is why it's not higher. Um, but yeah, there were things that I really appreciated about that game. So I really tired, and I mentioned it earlier of, in the in the episode. I really tired of that like Sony first party third person action adventure style of game um, this year. I was just like, I, I, I just need a break from them. Sure. I don't find them very interesting anymore. And I find the, the methods of storytelling just done. Mm. Um, and when this game, when straight, when you start Stray and you're just a cat hanging out with other cats, I was like, fuck yeah, this is sick. Yeah. Like you're just a cat hanging out doing weird cat stuff. It reminded me more of a, like um, Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Um, that, that Interesting connection. Yeah, I don't know. Just like the way you're interacting with other stuff around you. Yeah. But then you like meet a robot and the robot gives you missions and yeah and then there's like dots on your map and then there's like and i was just like it just it felt to me i was like oh it just feels like you've just done a mod on like any other sony first party game where you play as a cat now and it it, i just there were moments where i'm like why am i even a cat in this in this section of the game it forgot like i don't know it just just felt like you were doing like a mission that a human would do except you're a cat yeah it, it was like it would have felt a lot better, I think, if the things that you did were like what a cat would do, but they just coincidentally happened to line up with the story of the game. Yeah, and I feel like that there there should have been more actions you could do as the cat with yeah. your paws and stuff like that to interact with the world. Yeah. Um, instead of just meowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was definitely like... Like I said, it's not higher up on my list because I had issues with it as it well. It looked great and the mechanic- mechanically it was awesome. I just wish they did more interesting things with those mechanics. Yeah. yeah. I tapped out pretty early. My, also, my kids did not want to play this game. I was expecting this to be like a wow. massive hit with the kids. Okay. But as soon as the cat fell down into this, like away from its friends into this desolate wasteland with like weird monsters and, and, and boring aliens, they yeah. were like, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Shall I roll into my eight? Please. All right. Number eight. Return to Monkey Island. Wow. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if you would enjoy this one, I, but I have seen it pop up on other people's lists this year. I I did enjoy it, but there's a reason why... There's a reason why it's number eight and not Dude, higher. every like, game on my list, fucking banger. I'm like, I wouldn't change shit. Right. Uh, yeah. I think, this, uh, this, this, I think this, this as well speaks to like how yeah. few games I played this year that like... There were a couple that, that didn't make the list, which I can't remember because obviously the list that I put together is at work, but... Like, I like my number 12 game more than your number 8 game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this isn't to say that I didn't like Monkey Island. I I certainly... I was trepidatious when I saw the, the new art style, but then when I started playing it, I, I quickly got into it. It obviously, like... A game like this plays very heavily on nostalgia. I love the early... Um, I love the early uh, Monkey Island games, and I thought it was very clever because they, they talk about how it picks up from Monkey Island 2. And I was like, oh, does this mean that Monkey Island... Because Monkey Island 3 is fucking awesome. Love mm-hmm. Monkey Island 3. The best, That's easily four, my favorite. 4 and 5 and the, the... For me, like, the series perfected itself with 3. Yeah. And then just jumped off a cliff with yeah. 4. And, Insane with the 3 and stuff. that he decided... I mean, like, it's cool that... What's his name? Ron Burke. Ron Gilbert. Ron, I said Ron, Ron, Ron Burke. Indeed. Indeed. Jesus. <laughs> um, 
I think it's cool that he's back in the in the saddle, but like when he was like, "Oh, this game is a sequel to two, and I'm ignoring everything that came after it," I'm like, "Well, you're ignoring my favorite game. Fuck you!" Even though you're bringing the skull back, that's the interesting. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, it, he wasn't ignoring everything after he he was saying like it picks up from number two, and I don't know if you remember number two, but it ends. That's the one that ends where like you and LeChuck are children at an amusement park. Yep. So it picks up literally from that moment. And then you're like you're playing as this little little guy brush, mm-hmm. and wandering around this amusement park. And your your main mission is find your real parents because <laughs> the, the 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 adults you walk out with at the end of number two, it's like they're not your real parents. They want nothing to do with you, right? And so he wanders around and wanders around, and finds Guybrush. So you're Guybrush's son, and then the narrative of the game is Guybrush telling his son a story about oh. the time he found. Monkey Island, the, the the secret of Monkey Island, and I was like, "That's that was Pretty a very genius, yeah. a very smart way of doing this." And then because because it's so far down the track, all of the games, all of the, the plot of all of the games is is part of it. Like oh, Mario, that's right. why Murray the Talking Skulls in there. Like okay. he just picked the game up from number two. He didn't ignore the games afterwards. It just it takes place. Why didn't they fucking market it like that? I I don't know. It was so weird the way they did that. Devolver publishes one, right? Yes. Developed by Terrible Toybox, who I think is Ron Ron Gilbert's involved with. And, Ron uh, Burgundy. Ron, yes, of course. Sorry. Um, and published by Devolver. Yeah. Um, and that's the funny thing. Ron Gilbert's involvement. Burgundy. I mean, obviously... the f- <laughs> Fuck. Ron Burgundy's involvement. I mean, obviously, his, the fact that he made... Pickle first- beer was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, the fact that he was, in, he, he was the OG who made the first two is important but i hated thimbleweed park so much yeah i remember that's like one of my favorite episodes of all the small games yeah you're just, you're just hating this favorite thing you're looking forward to and me enjoying that for some reason <laughs> <laughs> um that i wasn't like his involvement i was kind of like eh, you're gonna thimbleweed me again buddy like what the hell that, that sounds like a real gross act i, I got thimbleweeded <laughs> thimbleweeded by an old englishman last night <laughs> oh, oh, oh um and look i I think they brought they brought a a, a point and click adventure back to Switch because I played it on Switch. They brought it back in a really smart way for the platform. Like it works really well on the platform. I think there's touch screen as well if that's how you want to go, but otherwise it's it's about contextual points of interaction. I think it was a smart from a from a technology technology point of view, it was a smart way to bring something like a a um a, a point and click to the switch where more often than not they're really they're really clunky. I enjoyed two thirds of the story. Uh huh. I thought it was you know your very classic, um, you know swashbuckling adventure around all these weird islands that exist in the the, the Monkey Island universe kind of thing and lots of characters and nice nods to the the past and that kind of stuff. The reason it's number eight is I feel they absolutely pooched the ending on this game. Oh damn! Like they were and and they were building to something that they only ever really gloss. Like I'm, I'm desperately trying to avoid spoilers here. I know whenever I record anything, all of all of the people that love the show hop onto Discord or Twitter and be like, "Ha, ah, John, you spoiled that thing," and I'm like, "I didn't intend to." Like, <laughs> I say, "Oh, I played a game," and people are like, "You spoiled it." I don't. Wanna... It's not people; it's person. It's one person. I don't. <laughs> it's yeah, always the true. same person. That's true. But God, they're vocal. <laughs> um, 
I I don't want to reveal I don't want to reveal what I what I disliked about the ending or how I thought they could do it better. I will say that they Guybrush's actions make him like obviously you're trying you're rooting for him because he's the main character, but if you take a step back and look at his actions, he's kind of villainous in this game and they just really gloss over that. Right. Whereas I think it would have been a lot richer if they'd Someone kind called of, him out on his bullshit. Kind you know? of. So, well, that's the thing. There's a moment where it could have happened, and it just turns into this like teehee, oh you guy brush kind of thing that <laughs> felt really unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. I just feel there's the like they could have they could have landed the end of the game a lot better. Um, but I mean the the shift. I mean look, it's it's one of those things as well where having had a daughter almost two years ago. Having the whole plot set up as a father recounting a story to his child really touched me. As right. like, hey, you know, I'll do this one day. I'll I'll tell a story to Olive about my my youth and what I got up. This to. guy loves the Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, well, that's Grandpa, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so I really you'll liked, be a Grandpa one day. I really like that. Well, hopefully. <laughs> um, that's Olive's choice. It's not mine. <laughs> um. And there's just there's a there's a beautiful moment at the end of the game, where once you finish telling this story to your son, he runs off to find his mother, and you as a father just sit alone on this bench in the sun and 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 look to the sky and and in, and enjoy just what you've you know what you've earned in this world. That I was like, oh, I didn't like the ending, but I love this one little detail of the ending kind of thing. So yeah, I I think it's it's. It's interesting. There's another game on my list that is a um, a point and click as well, and there's a real difference between this and that other one in that like this takes an old series and modernizes it, whereas my other the other point and click that's on my list takes a format and does a really retro version of it, but does a kind of fresher version of storytelling than, than Return to Monkey Island does. For me, I, I need someone to tell me this game is as good as there is no game, and that's the only way I would go back to a click, oh, point and click. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I mean, there is there there, there is no game absolutely shattered the genre apart. In there's what been a lot did. of people like a lot of people talking about like oh there's no such thing as a genuinely funny video game. That, that was like a discourse recently. I'm like that game is so fucking funny. Get fucked. There's <laughs> there's a ton of funny video games. What a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Play trombone champ, you idiot. <laughs> um so is that that all you have to say about your number eight That's game of the year? That's all I have to say about my number eight. My number eight game of the year I almost considered not not including because Given that it is such an enormous license, um, you could argue that maybe this isn't truly indie, but it is made by an indie developer who I love, and that developer is um, Tribute Games, who made games like Flint Hook, one of my favorite games of all time. Okay, um, and also published by uh, look, we've we've made the cardinal sin of uh, letting the inner Australian out of us when we pronounce this publisher's name. We said dot <laughs> dot emu. Um, but it's Dotamu. Dotamu, yeah. Um, they they're the publisher. Um, they previously did the the Streets of Rage uh, four reboot. Yeah, great um, reboot. And the um, the Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap, and the Windjammers games. Mm-hmm. They're doing the Metal Slug Tactics game very Looking soon. Looking forward to that one. Same. And um, so when this was announced, of course, I'm talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. It looks fucking great. I have such nostalgia for those Turtles arcade games. Um, and my kids who do not have any like love or like, you know, history with Ninja Turtles 
when I showed them a video of this, this game, they were like, can we play that? And Dang. I was like, dude, it's on it's on Game Pass. Let's play it. And so for like two glorious weeks before school, we worked our way through... Beat the shit out of the Foot Clan. Did I tell you about how fun this game was playing? I, I can't remember if I finished it when we last recorded or I just started no, it. No, no, no. I, I think it came out after we recorded our most recent episode, which, so, is, which is like July. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I finished this game. I've definitely talked about this on Hey Fam, so apologies if you're hearing this story again, but it's a banger of a story. Um, I played this game with my two kids. Um, Archie is nine, Tilly is six. Um, you know, off experience, obviously the nine-year-old is going to be better than the six-year-old at video games. So Tilly, you know, instinctively chose April O'Neil every time. Archie was Michelangelo. I was Donatello because... Who doesn't pick the guy with the long sticks every time you play a Ninja Turtles game? Sure. It's just the rule. So you unlock Casey Jones. You've got Donatello. Um, and I played the game. I, we played this game. We all loved it. It's so fun because it, it's also such a great game that like you can play on the easiest mode. It's still really fun because you have to carry two shit gamers <laughs> the, for the entire time. And I really enjoyed that. Like I sure. loved them playing. They didn't, lo- they didn't They didn't eat shit that bad, to be honest. Yeah. But... The last fight against spoiler alert Shredder. Whoa! <laughs> um, you, uh, but there are some amazing psych outs before you get to that, that that final battle. And like, dude, like one of the final battles, the fucking soundtrack is a Red Man and Method Man song. Amazing! Just like them, and they're rapping about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it fucking rules. Yeah. Also, the the new version of the Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles theme song, yeah. is by Mike Patton. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. it's like you, 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 and Joe should just play through this game. You, sure. you can knock it through, knock through the story mode in like a couple hours. It's yeah, or three, four hours. It's very, very, very fun. But we would play like you, one hey, level. You think carrying a six-year-old is hard? <laughs> carrying a thirty-five-year-old woman who does not play video games is going to be a lot harder. Hey, the thirty-eight-year-old I live with, she she played a level with us and she loved it. Oh dang! Okay. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, we, we would play like one level before school every morning. It was the ritual. You get through, and the levels get longer and longer. So I'm like, fuck, we're going to be so yeah. late to school today. But we, we made it to school. We write a note again. We didn't have to go to the, go to the office before uh, before school any of any of the times. But um, the final boss, um, it involves, you basically have to like, I can't remember the exact things, but you have to like break one thing so that turns off a switch so that the other characters can, can attack Shredder. Right, you, you. I think it's from memory. You got to destroy like four totems around him. Wait, and so you that, play this? Yeah, I finished this. Oh, game. You finished? I didn't this is my honorable mentions. Okay, cool. You, you okay. just reminded me that I played it. It's on yep. my honorables. So Archie died right before we finished the level. Okay, and <laughs> Tilly, who was sick, just just turned six when sure. she was playing this. A lot less experience playing video games. I had to be like, okay, Tilly, you need to go and break that other one down there now. Mm-hmm. And then I'd run and go revive her if I needed to. And then, but she was really, she was killing it. Yeah. She was like, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, Archie, who was down, like out, just holding a control that didn't do anything while his character lays like motionless on the, on the floor, um, was like, hurry up, Tilly. And then Tilly goes, at least I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and, Expert uh, burn. Yeah, Tilly and I beat it first try. Hell yeah. Um, she had like one bar of health left, Ooh. but that's like that's like there's that's, no better feeling. Good, that's yeah. how you should beat a yeah. boss. Squeaking um, a boss like that is and, great. Yeah, it was the fucking. That's one of my favorite game experiences of the year for yeah. sure. One of the most fun games. Second second favorite game I played with my kids this year. Okay. Um and uh or third favorite Kirby of course sure um, but uh um it's it's on Game Pass. 
It's on fucking phones now. If you have Netflix, you can play this on your phone. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wild. Okay. They did like last week. They added it. Um, it's a really, really beautiful game with great sprite art. Yeah, it's yeah. a brawler. Um, lots you know, of, if you don't like cool brawlers, little... you won't like this game. It, it doesn't really do anything new with the genre of brawlers. Cool little but, secrets to find. Yeah, it's it's super duper fun. It has excellent level of polish, yeah. and I had a great time playing it. And the reason why, like, I think it belongs on this list more than anything is that I think more franchises should stop letting like you know bigger game studios do these enormous like lackluster you know attempts at open world games with their with their franchises and like basically hire more indie game studios to do throw like really well polished throwback titles like this or, um, even, or, or like you know, just like weirder, smaller yeah, things, yeah. small games, if you will. Yeah. Oh my god. With with these known Someone franchises, should make a podcast about that. I just think it's way cooler than like you know waiting for like the whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, like that's why I like Marvel Snap, for example. Like you know, we we, we already have a Spider Man, you know, high end triple A game. We have that, that, that Midnight Marvel, Suns, that Avengers game. Oh my god, that, that trash Avengers horrible, game. Horrible. Yeah. Um, but it's cool when they do smaller things with it. But I want to see, like, you know, we should be getting these, you know, 8-bit, 16-bit, like, Marvel yeah. games still. It's dumb that we don't. Yeah. Um, but whatever, I'll take a fucking Ninja the, Turtles game any day. The, there's that X-Men brawler from yeah, way back iconic. in the day. Like, bring that one back. Dumb as hell that they that, that, that yeah. no one hasn't done. Even the shitty Avengers game from the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That game's fun as hell. You can play as Hawkeye, Vision, Captain America, and Wolverine, I think. Or maybe Silver Surfer. So... This is on my honorable mentions list, as mm-hmm. I said. I think the reason it didn't make my list is because I didn't have the experience you did of yeah. playing with other I people. I would hate playing this by myself. So. I, I just like, I really enjoyed the first five levels or so. And then I was like, I'm going to grind out the rest of this. And, and you know, I finished it, finished off Shredder, finished the boss. And then was like, okay, cool. I've got my level 10 Leonardo here. Yep. Now what? Um, I... I like. I think I started. I was like, "All right, well, next, next is Michelangelo. Start a new game." I think I made it to the second level. I was like, oh, "I don't want to. I really don't want to play through this whole game again." No, but seven times to level up every you know, other character. You know, when this game would have ruled, when your Bucks weekend. Oh, that would have been sick. Imagine I get just like you know four people. The four, no, the six. First, you can play six. Six player. Yeah, you can yeah. play six player. The first six people to wake up on day two. Yeah, we're firing up. Theo, yeah. and then when we when we finish it, tap out. I'll go. I'll go start. Let's all start lunch. Yeah, and someone four, six other guys can play it. Yeah, level up everybody for me. Yeah, that's yeah. your wedding present to me. <laughs> um, but look, like like you say, I the, the soundtrack was fantastic. Um, the the combat was the combat was fun. Like as you as you leveled up and you you gained more kind of like cool moves you could pull. I it was definitely a game as well where some of the bosses it was like that get good like <laughs> I can do this I just gotta get good kind of thing, um yeah I, it was it was very enjoyable yeah the bosses definitely but at the, at the more same, challenges added to them towards the end the, of the same game, time yeah. as well oh d- two things for me that that went against it uh the flying levels they suck I hated them yeah. so much the flying level and the like street hover skating level the flying level was better than that the street hover skating ones suck they're they're the worst Um, and uh, yeah I hated those and no that's about it I can't remember the other point I had anyway yeah honourable mention for me number seven Seven. this is a game that came out very very recently Um, and uh, how are you off a beer by the way yeah, I, I'm talking too much. I need to finish it. Well, okay. Oh. <laughs> do you want to do yours at number seven? I'll finish all my right, beer. All right, all right. 
Thanks. My number seven. Let me just grab my phone out. Um, <laughs> where are we up to? Done that one. It's stupid that people don't pay us to do this every yeah. week. At least, yeah, like, let's get a beer company to sponsor us. <laughs> That'd be so good. Let's get Garage Project Pickle Beer. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. Um, my number seven, Ollie Ollie World. Mm. This is, like, probably, like, one of the biggest games that I, like, I'm annoyed at myself for not playing. Yeah. I think, was it published by the same company that pub- that made- that did Rollerdrome as well, which is another game that I wish I played this year- last year but didn't? Well, it was published by Private Division... Uh, let me see their games published to double check. No, they do, you, no, you're right. They did Rollerdrome. Fucking Swish. They did Rollerdrome. Uh, which was also... Did you I say Rollerdrome? Rollerdrome, yeah. Um, also developed by Roll7 as well, I think. Hmm. Who were the... Um, let me check. Devs. The, yeah, let yeah. me check the games developed section. Uh, they did Not a Hero. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, they did Rollerdrome as well. Okay. Oli Oli World and Rollerdrome were their two... Two games in uh, 2022. So I never vibed with the early Oli Oli games, but the, everything I saw from this one, I was like, oh, I wish I went in. Do you play this on Switch? Yes. I heard it's not as good on Switch. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it went great on Switch. Everyone else, shut up. John yeah. JV's put, shut, laid down the hammer. Shut the fuck up. Um, so look, I mean, it's... it's. Wait, wait we got to shout out the beer we just finished. Okay, what do we have? Um, so this was given to me by my neighbor who works at this brewery. Oh. Um and uh, he gave it to me for Christmas last year and I'm only just getting through them now. Oh. I don't drink many beers at home. I, I like I need to be drinking with someone and my and B doesn't drink, sure. drink anymore and I've got nine years until Archie can. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let him drink it. What do you reckon? Sixteen. Sixteen's fine. Sixteen's fine. So uh, I got seven years until that happens. Yes. But uh, this was uh, Australian brewery Australian pale ale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Australian pale Australian ale. Um, oh, and we're going to hit some Normans up. Another, yes. another Australian ale. An Australian ale from y- Yuli's, Yuli's Brews. Yuli's is a, is a Brewery. Classic. I love the artwork on this one. Yeah, they're great. Um, um, Mike, Mike to the can. <laughs> Beer number three, game number seven. seven. Yeah. Tell me more about so, that thing you were saying. I, I played the first two Oli Ollies. There's Oli Oli. There's Oli Oli and there's Oli Oli. Hollywood? What's I can't remember. Oli World. Oli World. No, Oli Oli World is the third one. Oh, Welcome know. to Hollywood okay, is yeah. the second one. So the first two are very much like they've got that kind of really crunchy pixel art style. And for for kind of like this, you know, they're almost like a brutal platformer version mm-hmm. of a skate game. And they really were brutal. They're like, you you had to earn stars on levels and later levels were gated by the amount of stars you earned. So and they're very you, stick based as well. Very, like yeah. not, not so much buttons. It's all about the way you like point your... Stick. All the way about you flick you flick your stick and also the super annoying thing of you have to press the A button when you land. Right. Otherwise you, you won't land smoothly kind of thing and you might even fail the trick you're doing. Damn. Uh, so very kind of almost rhythm based as well. You need to get in that sense of like pull a trick, hit A to land. Pull a trick, hit A to land. It was both of those games were very much um uh what what's the word I want to say here? It was like very much about the difficulty, and so if you weren't amazing at the game, you quickly gated yourself off from progression and were like, there's no way I'm earning another star. I'm not getting any further in this game. I give up. And that's right. what happened to me with the first two. I think it was very smart what Roll7 did with Oli Oli World of going like, the only thing you need to do to progress is get to the end of the level. And you can do that in the like initial, for like 80% of the game, you can do that super easily. Like the final 20 the final 20% of levels 
even just getting to the end is brutally <laughs> difficult. Fuck. Like it's super hard. Um, like those levels, because I I've, I finished the game, I got through to the end, kind of thing. Um, but even those ones, what is that? God, get get less stuff, Levens. <laughs> I'll bring furniture what, in what, his. Which shit of mine did you just break? <laughs> it's just a like a little, just some plastic thingy, that thing. You can't see it. Don't worry. It's dead. Um. Yeah, so just those like I I struggled to get those last bunch of levels done, but get them done I did. Did you play the DLC? I haven't. No, it's not. It's I I don't feel the need to go back and play more of this game. I thoroughly enjoyed what I did, but mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm not like oh my god, I I need to play more of it kind of thing. They also got rid of the press A to land thing. Like you can still press A to land, and but what that does is if you nail it successfully, it gives you a boost. It just doesn't penalize you if you don't do it anymore. Right. So it's suddenly like with those two things, progression in this game just became so much easier. On top of that, they also added all this stuff where like the the paths, like you can have branching paths when you skate. So you can press a button at a point in a level and oh, cool. switch to another path, which mm-hmm. might have another thing. And this is fully 2D, right? This is, oh, it's it's kind of 2.5. Mm. So it's like, because there are these branching paths, you can like move back through the level and move forward. Okay, You know, fun. towards yeah, yeah. the screen and away from the screen kind of thing. Combined with that, it's no longer just like, pull a 1080 hemi-demi flip down the seven set as like your, your kind of, you know, variations on that as the quests you need to do. Well, like earn 50,000 points before the end of the level. They now, because they have these branching paths, it can be like, find this person in the level. And so mm. you need to like navigate through a series of choices to get to like, oh, there's that person. And so if you don't take the right path, will you see that person in the background? You, you and, will. Yeah, You'll okay. see him kind of go in the background. And so it might even be like, because you might have ones where you've got to like, choose another path, go up, a, go up a, a half pipe and come back down. And then when you're going back, choose a different path there and like navigate through almost a maze to get to this That's person. Fine. And so there were more, there's like a lot more variety in the kind of like boxes you need to tick to to fully complete a level kind of thing. And also those things that you find might like open up a side special level. And some of those are really fun. It'll be like, you need to go three times around this level while manualing and not stop doing that kind of thing. And also earn this amount of points. And those ones that have like single challenges to them were really fun. I, I enjoyed ticking those off. Obviously, there was a point where, like, all of the, the the quests for the level were just like, I can't do any of this stuff. Are you kidding me? Like, and that's when I flipped to just finishing the level. But I really appreciate that it was, oh, I just need to finish this level to progress. It's not like my time with the game ends here because it's made itself too hard for me. Yep. It's just, I need to do the bare minimum and cool, I get to continue. Absolutely great soundtrack. Killer soundtrack on this game. Like, really fun. I played through all of it with the speakers up just so I could hear it. I will say, like, the the kind of... There's a bit more of a story to it now. You're on, like, a... you you Your character is hanging out with a bunch of, like, skate hippies, essentially, who are looking for Narvana, which is, like, the... You know, where the skate gods hang out. It's very kind of progressive... I guess I don't want to sound like I'm some culture war guy, but it's very like, you know, right on man kind of story. And I was like, eh, <laughs> you're laying it on a little thick here, guys. Sure. Like pump the brakes slightly. Um, no, there's a way to do that. That doesn't give you that. That doesn't make you. Have yeah, that of course. Reaction. It yeah. just like, it was, you know, it was very like skating's inclusive for everyone. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I'm like, 
like, yeah, all right, fine, like, cool, but still. And also the fact that, like, beating a lot of the challenges was just like, hey, you've unlocked a new cosmetic for your character. And I, like, I, at the beginning of the game, created a character that looks like me, um, but had, like, a grey hair and beard and wore a boiler suit. And I was like, I'm Skate Grandpa. I don't need to change my character at all. So all this stuff I'm unlocking, I don't really care about. Like, whatever. But so every time I beat something, it was just like, oh, I got a new pair of shoes. I don't give a shit. Like, it would have been nice if there was something else that was unlocked as well. Sure. Yeah. Turn it into an FPS. First person skater. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I look, I had a ball with it. I think it's great. I think it's um, if, again, like to take a a, a genre that was so well established by Tony Hawk. And then obviously you had the skate games come through and, and do their thing. And, Skating games are still alive. Session came out this year, I think. To take that established thing and just make this this platformer version of it, I think is great. Oli Oli World's a fantastic update to it. Yeah, I got to play it. Yeah, super fun. I got to play it. But you know what I did play? <sighs> you mentioned rhythm games earlier. Ooh. <clears throat> One of my favorite Nintendo franchises that they uh, refuse to remember, but I remember every day of my life, is Rhythm Heaven. Which is I think I know which game you're going to talk about next. An excellent uh, rhythm game made by the same guys who make the WarioWare games. Ah, okay. And uh, they haven't made a new Rhythm Heaven game in years. The last thing they did was a compilation on 3DS, which is fucking incredible anyway. You should sure. get that. But um, there's not been a new Rhythm Heaven game, certainly not on the Switch. So a team called Half Asleep Games made a game called right. Melatonin. Ah. And this game came out the same day as Sports Story. Oof. And you so when you I made flocked, the right choice to play that one first. When I flocked to the eShop to get Sports Story, I got that. And then I was like, what's Melatonin? And uh, we watched a trailer and I was just like, I need this straight away. Yeah. So imagine, if you will, a very oh, purple I color scheme. I played the demo. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome. What did you think of the demo? I, I thought it was a great update to rhythm game but i just found that like maybe it's playing on the pc or something but i just found like no i swear i pressed the button at the right time but it'd be like you failed so these games are hard as shit oh of course that's and then, and so like yeah this is a game you mentioned earlier that archie gets frustrated at challenges right he was just like this game sucks right fair. he got he got he just he got a few of them and then he, he so basically the 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 premise of this game like the story if you could call it that is that you're just like you're you're a dude falling asleep on your couch mm-hmm um, you know, you're in your, you're in a you know tracks tracksuit top. You're you've, you've got a pizza. There's TV on in the background, and you have dreams about all the different parts of your life. So each dream is represented by a rhythm game, and so you, there'll be one rhythm game that is about you eating. And so you're flying through the sky, and a pizza box is flying at you, and you have to. But basically, like press the like it's a rhythm game about you eating pizza, and you've got to eat p- pizza at the right time. You've got to eat a burger at the right time. You've got your timing's got to be right on, or, or you don't eat the pizza. It falls through the sky. You don't get them. What a fucking tragedy! Um, you also, there's also one about like social media, so it's all about you jumping on these platforms that represent all the different um, like social platforms that you might be on. Uh, this, the music in this is so good. Yeah. The variations on it, like as a massive fan of WarioWare, Rhythm Heaven, I was amazed that this team was able to make something that evoked the games that I love in a completely new and original way mm. with a beautiful like and, and really thought out color scheme, design scheme. Like it has such its own personality while clearly being a tribute to these games. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. I know rhythm games, like, you know, they're, they're, they're 
they're, they're for a certain type of person and sure. these ones in particular are, are like the niche of that niche yeah it's yeah. like do you like weird rhythm games that are like kind of funny but also brutally hard yeah and then the, what's cool my favorite thing about rhythm heaven is that like you you'll do like four um four rhythm games in a row that are all about different patterns different songs but then they'll do a medley of all Ooh. those four. And then at the end of the game, they do a medley of every fucking game you've done so far where it's just constantly switching. You go, oh shit. And like there's off beats and on beats and like different patterns that you have to just know straight away the visual cue. Shit, here comes the melody. Like, duh, duh, duh. yeah. Some of the games early on, like, like I find myself, I do better at them when I am, I close my eyes. Oh, okay. But in the medley parts, you can't close your eyes because you need that visual cue to know, oh shit, now I'm doing this. Yes. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. And um, I've gotten perfect on a few of the levels. Mm. That felt good. But I've also eaten shit on some of the others. Um, I've not finished this game, but it's a game that I'll like... I, I don't really like playing for longer than like half hour to an hour at a time anyway. It's, it's definitely not a like... Yeah. You can't just sit and do this for two hours. But it it took something that people have not... that, that It took a game... A style of game that, hasn't, that no one's done for a while and did a perfect version of its own version of it. Yeah. And nailed it out the gate straight away. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, it's very impressive. Melatonin, my number seven game of the year. Who... Oh, you said Half Asleep Games. Half Asleep Games. Never heard of them before. Yeah. I think it was their first from. game. Um, I don't know. I'll never know. That's I'm, I'm the one that cares about that in this, <clears> on this podcast. I refuse to click. They are from... Okay, it's one guy, Mr. David Hyun. Um, Funnily enough, like just I'll take a sec to say, to to say this because I was looking through my list and like one of the things I think was a theme at least with my list this year and maybe some of yours is solo developers, right? <coughs> well, I guess yeah, a lot of the actually no, the first Playdate game had three developers that I did, so yeah, who knows? <coughs> I think at least like four to maybe five games on my list have like if not. If not a actual single developer, then the game is based around one person doing it and just bringing people in to help them finish, kind of thing. Canada, Canada, there They're you go. Canadian. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out to Melatonin Mel- Soprano. That's it. Melatonin, a banger of a game. If you like rhythm games, if you like rhythm heaven, and you weren't aware of this, go and get it because it fucking rules. You know who's not going to rhythm rhythm heaven? Um, who? George Pell. George Pell, sick. Yeah. That's good. Topical. Sweet. How good is when a cunt dies and you just get an absolute, like, undeserved plethora of likes on the easiest, oh, yeah. easiest Twitter Twitter fodder? Yeah. Just shitting on someone who sucks that's dead now. Yeah, it's great. Fucking the best, the best time the internet will ever be. Mm. Um, hit us with your six, Levens. We're at six, right? We're at six, Holland. Yep. Melton was seven. Ooh. <sighs> this is exciting. Let me tell you about the low poly pocket. <laughs> What? So I played a shitload of low poly games. Okay. Um, I think when you when you talk about indie games, you so frequently, and I'm the guiltiest of it because I'm fine with them. You so frequently talk about pixel games, pixel mm-hmm. art, eight bit, sixteen bit. Mm-hmm. But there is an entire era of gaming. PS one, PS one, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Polygonal monstrosities. Yes. That doesn't really get the same amount of warmth, love, and nostalgia that it deserves. And I spent a lot of the back end of this year playing games that are returning to this style. In fact, the other day when Archie uh, turned the switch on and saw that I was playing a game called Frogun, he accused me of 
playing games that were only playing games now that are kind of bad. <laughs> Damn. Um, and look, maybe to a young person's eyes, they are. But um, there were a, a, so many fucking sick um, low-poly games. Um, I'm going to give a few shout-outs now. These games didn't quite make the list, but they are excellent anyway. Um, frog Gun, I've brought up a couple times. Mm-hmm. You play as a girl who has a gun. The gun is also a frog. Cool. So it spits its tongue out. You can uh, use it to like latch onto things and use it as a grapple hook. But also you can use it to like swallow bugs that fly at you and, and sure. spit them back at other bugs. It's like a 3D platformer kind of deal. Yeah, yeah right? it's like exp- exploration 3D yeah, platformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That one feels more like a... It was influenced by like uh, Captain Toad. Okay. And then they made a retro version of Captain Toad with yeah, a frog Yeah, because I think it's not pure 3D. You can rotate. The ro- level exactly. rotates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of fun. Um, also, I think from memory of like, what is it? The Summer Game Fest? Whatever, the, whatever E3 has been during pandemic era yeah like frog was oh, a theme a yeah, you had a frog ton game of frog, I got a frog game yeah um there was also lunastus okay um lunastus was like a uh i guess like a low poly kind of like sonic inspired um 3d platformer where you're kind of like just like jumping on these big open stages collecting all this bullshit um you gotta do it quickly it's really fun it's really nice the music's really good had a good time with lunastus didn't finish it though um this is not a low-poly game, but I'm just going to include it in this bracket anyway. Grapple Dog was a very fun... Just because like, it kind of worked. I feel like Frog Gun and Grapple Dog, sure. they sound like brothers, you know? They sound like a crime-fighting duo that I would watch a movie on. Uh, grapple Dog is a, is a 2D platformer where you play as a, a dog who can grapple. Right. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's a flint hook, isn't it? Mm, is flint, that flint's fucking... He's like a ghost dude. Isn't is he? A, he's not a dog. I didn't know. I didn't think, didn't think it was a ghost. Sure, okay. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that, uh, Grapple Dog also makes its way into this uh, honorable mention. Right. But the low poly... Wait, have we discussed your six yet? Was no. it Frogon? No, ah. it's not. It's not. Okay. Frogon? Frogon? Yeah, I love Frog Detective. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so the, 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 the low poly game that captured my heart more than any other this year uh, is a game called Super Kiwi 64. Oh, yeah, okay. So this game is one fucking sick because it, uh, it's fucking six Levens. It's fucking six. You're right. Um, so this is made by a developer called Cyactro. Okay. And this guy has a shitload of low poly Nintendo 64 era throwback games on his, uh, Steam store. Most, a lot of them have been ported to Switch. Uh, the most famous. Uh, character he has is called Tori, who's this little cunt with glasses, <laughs> this little bird. Uh, it fucking rocks. And it, so all these games are linked, right? Right. Um, the Tori verse. So I finished, I, I heard like lots of good things about Tori. There's another one called MacBat64 that's on Switch as well. And I, I, I played through Kiwi64, and Super Kiwi64 is the sequel to Kiwi64, which is, is not on the Switch. Um, but, uh, basically you are a Kiwi, a little Kiwi, a New Zealand, uh, lo- flightless, local, bird. flightless bird. And, um, you are in the hub world straight away. You're just in this gross hub world. Um, there's like a fucking plane and then, the, and then there's uh, this dude that's like, Hey, you need to go get a bunch of gems. And so you just jump into these levels and they're just like little collectathon levels. What's the, hold on. What's the plane got to do with it? What's in your mouth? It's a what's lozenge. That, what's that mouth do? <laughs> Um, uh, were you craving a fucking Dari? Were you? I was. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I get that way when I talk about Kiwis as well. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, so you were just like, I'll get to the plane. Right. All right. Uh, the the plane is essentially you. you get, if you collect enough gems, you can get in the plane, and then you enter the game. Um, it is what? like so. It's like this, like throwback, <laughs> like Banjo Kazooie esque. It's a game based on buying a flight. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I haven't done much of that in the last three yeah, years. We couldn't, you know, there, there was no planes going anywhere. Um, but you basically go through these levels. You got to collect a bunch of gems through doing weird little challenges. You know, killing the enemies, flicking a bunch of switches, finding a bunch of bullshit. You get the gems, you leave that level, then you enter the next level. The music fucking rules. The graphics are just like that, scratching that itch. It looks it looks kind of shit, but in a really cool way. That Mario 64-ish kind of way. Yeah, it, or like more like the Rare style. Okay, of like okay. A, yeah, yeah, um, Banjo-Kazooie. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can not only finish, but 100% this game in, a, in about an hour. Um, okay. But you'll have a fucking amazing time. It's a great doing hour. It. What's the name of this fucking podcast, John? All the small games. This is a small game, classic small game, right down to his like you know in, in its bones. Yeah. What's crazy about this? And I didn't, I didn't, I, I mentioned it earlier that all these games are connected. I didn't know that. So when I was uh, looking up, well, well basically, you, 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 there's like you f- find these weird codes throughout. Um, throughout the game in Super Kiwi 64. Okay. And then you find a place to enter the codes um, at the end of the game. And when you en- like enter them, you can be like different characters from Syactro's other games. Oh, okay. And I was like, who's that? And so I'm like, looking through all those games. Earlier this year, Syactro released another game that he made called Beanie. And Beanie is a game which is a tribute to like the Donkey Kong Country games and the Super Nintendo. Yep. So it's a 2D platformer in that weird fake 3D style. Sure. You play as a bee and um, at the beginning of the game, um, Kiwi from Super Kiwi 64, um, he's like, hey, um, I need you to collect a bunch of shit for me so I can make a raft so I can go to my game. <laughs> um, essentially, so Beanie That's is a very is a pr- no one doesn't say it's a good one, but like I, I'd already yeah. played. Basically, to get to Super Kiwi sixty four, you have to play Beanie, which is the prequel. So I went back and I played this prequel, right? Yeah, where you play as this bee who can't fly. You just kind of like bounce your way up these like very primitive kind of like tree platform levels. Okay, it's a fun distraction of a game. Sure, but once you and I, I wish I. I wish no one told me anything about the Syactro-averse. Right. And that I just played Beanie straight away, and this is my introduction to it. Because once you finish Beanie's levels, suddenly you play the like a, le- like a demo of Super Kiwi 64. You check back in with Super Kiwi, and he's like, hey, let's fucking go. And you just play like a level of Super Kiwi 64. And so like, imagine playing like a 2D platform where you play as a bee, and then suddenly at the end of the game, you play a 3D platformer where you play as a Kiwi for five minutes. Right. That's so weird and cool. That's an interesting... Number six. Number... <laughs> um, um, I highly recommend, if you, I don't know, if you have nostalgia for that era of games, these are made with so much love. And they, like, I feel like so many people, you know, the worst thing about like ukulele, you remember how they, they sunk so much time and resources into making like what was essentially like a pretty like subpar game. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that, that people weren't really a big fan of. And I feel like it's because they overbloated it. Okay. It's just like, it's like, Hey, the mechanics are here. You can, you can, you're a Kiwi. You can run, you can jump, you can glide. Did you ever play Mario Odyssey? How can you glide as a Kiwi? Come on. Well, he's not flat, but he can still glide. He has, Oh, he has like a rocket. He has a jetpack. Has right. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a cool. Nice save, Sactro. Yeah, there uh, he is. Look, I, he's got a little jetpack on his back. Did I ever play what? 
Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah, of course. Um, you remember how towards the end, the Bowser's Castle world, where you can get the abilities of this little bird that can stick its beak into the wall? So you like jump and then stick yes, your beak. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Super Kiwi can do that too. And you like drag yourself down and go boing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, he just has that, he has a similar ability to that, which cool. is really fun. You can nice. break the levels really easily with it, which is so great. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, you can break the levels, but I feel like the game wants you to break the levels. Yes. So that makes it okay. Always fun when that happens. What's your number six, John? My number six is the second point and click adventure um, in my list. Second and final, I think. Uh, I it is a game called Norco. Hey, you reviewed this a couple episodes ago. Yes. So it is. Um, it's just funny when you say a couple of episodes ago. I still think it's like a few weeks when actually no, it's months, like nine, months nine to oh, ten months. Year, yeah. Uh, so it's developed by a team called Geography of Robots and published by Raw Fury. Mm-hmm. Norco concerns a young woman coming back to a her hometown uh, of Norco in Louisiana after the death of her mother. Uh, mm-hmm. She's come back to kind of like, you know, take care of her mother's affairs and then very quickly discovers that her brother has disappeared and she needs to kind of track down and find out what's happened to her brother. Um, obviously, it's a game about going back to a place that is both familiar and unfamiliar, um, which, as I say this, I went and had uh, lunch at the Abercrombie the other day. Okay. In how it's back. It's a classic... Australian venue, Sydney venue that, that that has been dormant for many years. I would say back. L- like legendary. It was the home of Purple Sneakers, which was like one of the first huge indie clubs in Where in John Sydney. used to get so loaded that uh, he would just have a little... No, wait, did you ever sleep at Purple no, Sneakers? No, I slept at Wellbar. Wellbar. Um, but yeah, like I think some of your first DJ gigs were at Purple Sneakers. Oh yeah, and like the... Some of my first DJ gigs were at Purple Sneakers. I've thrown so many people's phones at Oh that, yeah, that 100%. Venue. And can you believe I used to get away with that shit? Someone would hold a request up on their phone. That's when when people first started holding up requests on their phones yeah. before it became the norm. That's honestly my preferred way to request a song. Sure. And but back when then when they introduced the the, the method to me, my reaction was to either steal their phone and call their mum. Yes. Because you couldn't lock a phone then. Classic. And it'd one. be like two thirty in the morning, and I'm just like, I look up mum on your phone, and then I dial dial, and then they yeah. hear like block party in the background. Sure. Um, or I would just pick it up, take their phone from them, and then yeet it on the other side to the other yeah. side of the road, and no one ever punched me in the face. Wild. You got this karma coming for you, buddy. Um, but I walked in there. It's, it's. Have you been in? No. It's complete. It's like it's wild because part of your brain, the dissonance of your brain, going like, I spent so much time here ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing's familiar about this place anymore. What the what the hell? Anyway, crazy. So it's kind of like that with Norkov. You're you're returning. There wasn't to- some old guy yelling at you, calling you a barbecue bitch. No. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? I remember cooking the barbecue. I don't remember. You don't remember. So, okay. We did these gigs. Uh, this is what it been like. 20, summer, 2004. Pop, Pop Frenzy Summer Series or something. And and so I would DJ. No, it was later than two. It was like 2005, 2006. Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, and I would DJ and there'd be bands playing and John would like cook sausages and, yes. and bread. I'd do the barbecue for it because I was trying to earn money for a triple. So there was this like fucking weird old guy that lived at that venue. He lived there. Yes. And he kind of like looked after the venue and he lived there. And I don't know where he was from, like somewhere... The Abercrombie, presumably. Yeah, sure. yeah he born and raised in yeah. the Abercrombie. But he um, he called you the barbecue bitch. Son and he was like this short little cunt. Son of a bitch. This short little old cunt who's absolutely dead now. Oh, I hope so. And he... Because uh, otherwise, I'm finding this guy. And he would be like, ah, the barbecue bitch. Oh, God. Yeah. I love that you've... 
wipe this from your memory. Apparently. Yeah. That was a long time ago. There's been yeah. a lot of stuff happened yeah, since true. then. Um anyway, so you were you were this you were this this woman who has come home to take care of the affairs of your deceased. Why are you talking about the Abercrombie? Deceased. Because it's it's going back to a place that's familiar yet unfamiliar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weird segue, but I wanted Sorry to, to interrupt I, you. I should have brought that conversation up prior to recording the episode, but I wanted yeah. I did it now. Anyway, you're going back to this this town of Norco that was your hometown but has since become almost this this husk of a town that surrounds like a massive petroleum refining plant mm-hmm. and your brother has disappeared so you need to track down you know you kind of uh, uh, tasked with you know you task yourself with finding where your brother is and then what happens is this very kind of weird surreal trip around this town and wider Louisiana to to sort of figure out both yourself and where your brother has gone I I've seen a lot of comparisons and, and the comparisons aren't necessarily correct, but they do point in the direction of the correct direction, tonal comparisons to Kentucky Route Zero. And I think it's just because it's a point and click adventure that deals with sort of very serious mm-hmm. conceptual themes. So the antithesis of Eleven's game essentially. <laughs> but I think this one does it with like there's a really kind of great sense of humor to a lot of it okay like there's one point where you... there, the kentucky route zero had no humor to it for me there were definitely there were bits that were leaned towards funniness but like, you're how, right how droll yes <laughs> that kind of thing whereas this is like there's one like there's one kind of like to get past a bit you have to like you've got to get information from a guy selling hot dogs and he's like Oh yeah, I'm I'm selling these hot dogs, but I don't refresh my hot dogs every day. These are the ones I haven't sold for weeks. And he's like, "Before I give you this information, I need to sell a hot dog. So you make that happen, and I'll give you the information." So you then convince this other guy to go and buy a hot dog from this dude. And then later on in the game, you run into him again, and you can earn an achievement by making him tell you what happened after he ate that hot dog. And it's just this like personal, really fucked up story about having diarrhea. Like super weird, like that. So just, why isn't this your number one game? Of the I year? know, right? Um, there's just there's all these like really weird, funny moments. Yeah, that the sounds game. great. But at the same time, there's all this really deeply personal stuff about like losing religion and finding religion and going back to your old hometown and and realizing it's not your home anymore and what what that means for you and who you are, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it builds up to this really weird kind of like ending that that is about like religion itself and and you know belief and not believing kind of thing it 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 had been on my radar for quite a while and it came out and then i think i was kind of sliding a little bit into my like period of not playing games but i actually like i was like i think our friend batesy played it and he tweeted about it and i was like okay i have to play this game like i'm pretty sure it was on our friend tullet's favorite games yes of the year as he well. would have he would yeah. have had it on there as well um, but it was what's it his was, Twitter again? Like sleepy nice or some s- shit? No, that's his gaming Twitter. He's I mean, bread, when, breadface underscore JPEG. Where did he tweet his favorite games of the year? Could have been sleepy nice. Okay, sweet. Yeah, um, but yeah, Bates he was like just played Norco, and I was like, shit, I got to play this game. I need to like, I need to get, like. He's reminding me I need to catch up on this. I like I said, it's it. There's a really interesting comparison between Return from Monkey Island, which is this classic point and click adventure that's been reworked for the modern era. And then you've got Norco, which is a very modern point-and-click adventure, but told through a really, really retro means. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I think it's just if you like point and click adventures and you enjoyed Kentucky Route Zero, this absolutely should be on your your playlist. You should you should definitely give it a look. I understand that's not you, but maybe one person listening to this might fit that description. No, I'm sure there's plenty of people that, that, that um, like smart and, games for smart people and and give it a run because I just I had a I had a great time with it. It's got that really great old school kind of pixel art style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, really great dialogue. It it does. It, it it plays with how because um, you know you go and you go and watch a at one point you go and watch like a gorilla puppet theater and during that now bit, we're talking during that bit like the gameplay changes completely to actually a very kind of Kentucky Route Zero style thing of like navigating a map and reaching now points we're not and talking. yeah exactly <laughs> Levin, Levin's experience during this is like diarrhea whoop. <laughs> Puppet Theater, whoop! Oh, he's mentioning Kentucky Route Zero again. Pew! Um, yeah, look, I, I, I had a fantastic time with Norco. Um, and yeah, that's my number six. Have you done your number six? Yeah, man. So well, the only number I'm sure of is this is our number three beer. And as a guy who doesn't drink anymore, it's hitting. This motherfucker's feeling it. Yeah. Um, so are you ready to do your number five or do we need a little piss break? No, wait. What was your... Si- oh, it was Super super Kiwi. Super Kiwi. Man, let's do number five. Let's go. Go, go number go. five. All right, you want me to do number yeah, five? Yeah, man. Okay, my number five is a game that you predicted would be in my top five. You just managed to guess it. It is Casual Birder. Oh, okay. On the play date. Um, we find a little play- page. Casual Birder is a game made by Diego Garcia. And in fact, there is a Playdate podcast. Garcia. Um, that's how he pronounces it. And he did an episode about the Playdate podca- of the Playdate podcast about how he made this game. And cool. it's really, really good. But this game is, I think, it's not my favorite game on the Playdate, but it is the perfect game to play first on the Playdate. Right. It, you get it in your first week. You get two... Two games, you get this one and uh, a more arcadey game about riding the waves. The hold on, hold game. on, hold on. So if I got a play date now, uh-huh. would it serve the games to me in the way that was served First of all, you? it would serve cunt. And right. then, secondly, <laughs> it would serve, yes. These, so these... I'd, get, I'd get two a week in the same way that you were delivered, rather than going like, the season's over, here's all 12 games Yeah, yeah, no matter when you start it, you get, right. you, you get drip okay. two at a time. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Which some people will hate, but I feel like no. you'd be overwhelmed. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That that makes total sense. But it like I, it is one of the biggest bummers of last year was how few people were able to play the play date. I was the only person I knew who had a play date for. Do you think that would have changed months. if Playdate had a commercial, like a retail release? I don't know. I just feel like maybe like the kind of like the trickle. I get that they want to send out the units as often as quickly as they can. Sure. But like you know, I I ordered in the first. 2000 or whatever yeah. and, I, and I but they they still trickled it out trickled it out so like I, I, whatever I, I'm sure managing that was fucking just a massive nightmare for the oh, company course. but I'm glad I have mine I love yes. I love my play yes. and I loved Casual Birder um, it is yeah one of the, the the two games that you get in your first week it's very different to the other game um, which is like yeah like a surfing arcade game mm-hmm. this game is Closer to like a Pokemon, a very early Pokemon game. Yep. But instead of collecting animals, you are taking photos of birds in this hilariously written town where like for whatever reason, bird watching is what everyone like lives to do. Like bird watching is you you go to this town to be a bird watcher, but not anyone can be a bird watcher, John. Mm. Um, And uh, 
this this game yeah basically like it, it it is like a classic rpg in the way you move around but it utilizes the crank because to take a photo you unleash the crank which opens the camera and then you have to focus sure. the camera by by turning the crank to, very... to zoom in and zoom out nice uh, the main reason I love this was the charm. The writing is so far up your alley, it would hurt. Oof, uh, my alley. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like. I'd never heard of this Diego Garcia dude. I will follow him and I will play everything he sure. does from this point forward. The, the day it comes out, I I hope he makes more playdate games because nothing has really hit the the heart for this type of game. I just assumed when. I got my plate out. I was like, sick. We're going to get an adventure game like this every week. Right. And there were games that felt like this. I just think this genre of game suits the play date better than any other genre. This like fun bite size ish. So it was like two hours. It took me to beat this one. Um, and I, and I, you know, took a photo of every bird you possibly got to get everything that you could do in this game. There's like challenges. Some of them are really difficult. Um, there's some really funny characters, great return, like repeat jokes. Um, the soundtrack, this probably wins my soundtrack of the year. Damn. That's so, a big call. Yeah. I, I, I like, there's been some really, really good soundtracks on the play date, which is saying something considering how small the chipset is sure. that you have to use, I'm sure. But, um, Considering there are games that are like wholly based around music, that this game is my like favorite yeah. soundtrack on the playdate. Let alone like like, ev- like out of all games the last year, it's melatonin. Who? But like the the main the main fucking song is so good. We're gonna hear it now. Hold on. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, that's all right. I'll get the typing sounds. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's more important than the soundtrack. Uh, Casual Birda soundtrack. Let's motherfucking. Go. Technically, that's the soundtrack to ATSG. So this is by a guy called Max Coburn, and the main song. Is so fucking boppy. You ready, everyone? Damn. Yeah. And like the whole way through you're playing this game, I'm like now like, fuck, maybe this should be higher. Just hearing that song again is like, maybe this is the top three game of the year for me. This is number five. The soundtrack's number two. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Fucking banger of a game. Really, really good. And it's so cool that everyone, when they get their play date, this is one yes. of the games they'll play first. Yeah. I like. I would say that if you are someone that is in the market for buying a play date, then this game is like for you. I, I, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's on my list of things that I want to do. I do want to get a play date. Just, you know. Get in line, buddy. Yeah. Or no, borrow right? mine. Borrow mine. Yeah. You can borrow mine. Once I finish Omaze. Steam Deck or play date, which will I get first? I mean, yeah, Steam Decks are available in Australia now. You just have to pay shitloads from them for them. But they're not. No, they're not officially available in Australia. You can buy them from, it, through Amazon. They're like, like fifteen hundred though. I want to. I want a commercial. I want a retail release for the Steam Deck. I want to be able to go to a store and hold a Steam Deck. Interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. What a banger! That that does fucking rule. Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it, it feels like a like a Pokemon game in the best way, but also like just feels like that you know the the, the classic funny indie game writing that yeah. you and me love so much. Yeah, this is the game that gave it to me the the hardest this year. This this up remind, my alley. I, I remind this is this has sparked my memory of something I wanted to ask you. Did you play the extra content for Toem that came out? Fuck. 
No, I didn't. There's like a whole yes. other city to go through. I haven't played it either. Oh my god, my kids will lose their shit. Yeah, because like I, I don't know where, back and play that. where I put that on my list last year. I hope Tom. I hope pretty high up. Tom, from I think for me was in the it was in the ten to five, ten to six, and I think it was like eight or something. Yeah, I I, I love that game. See, that was me, fantastic. There, if, if if I was to go back to my top ten list from last year, like I I feel like I have to search notes for Tom, it will show up here. But like. The amount of games that I played. Here we go. Great. All right, let's do it. Okay. Do we do we want to take a a what was our previous top ten break? Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So my previous top ten, number ten last year, twenty twenty one, Flynn, Son of Crimson, Solar Ash, which I probably would put higher now. I love that game. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Tiger Trio's Tasty Travels. Played that one with my kids. Sure. Fucking love that game. Classic. Uh, number seven, Oliha. Great game. Oliha. Devolver never put out a game that I loved as much as that this year. Interesting. Okay. Uh, number six, Dodgeball Academia. Are you kidding me? That was a killer game to play with the kids. Sure. Toem at number five. <sighs> Banger game to play with the kids. Unpacking number four. Another, like, Tilly has played that game twice this year, in the last year. Wow, okay. So instead of playing new, uh, new indie and- games, we just went back to unpacking. That said, oh, fuck, a game that I bought today that I wish I bought earlier last year is a game called A Little to the Left. Right, okay. Which is like a packing no, game. No, no, no. It's I a know, I know puzzle, one, but it's more I, of a puzzle game. I played the demo of it, and I just... Yeah, I think there's something about it that I was like... I got to go back and play maybe the demo again, but just to work out what turned me off. It there was something that I was like, eh, not sure about this Fuck, one. Fuck, my top three from last year goes so hard. Blue Fire, number three. Sable, number two. Death Store, number one. I don't think I liked any game on my list this year as much as any of those three games. But Look, I'll... I'll my top ten... Toem in 10. Yep. Uh, which, Wildermyth was my number 9. And honestly, it I, I would move Toem up and Wildermyth shouldn't, Eat be my, shit, Wildermyth shouldn't be in my top 10 at all. It was probably something else. I've got my, my honourable mentions. I'll get into that after. 8 was The Forgotten City. Fantastic. Yep. 7 was Unpacking. 6 was Sable. 5 was Psychonauts 2. 4 was Inscription. 3 was Little Nightmares 2. 2 was The Artful Escape. And one was Death's Door. There's a lot of Australian shit in our list There's last year. There's a lot of Australian. Yeah. The, Artful, the, the Artful Escape, um, Unpacking, Forgotten City. And then my and- honourable mentions were An Airport for Aliens, currently run by dogs, mm-hmm. Loop Hero, Say No More, uh, Olika, Dorf Romantic, Genesis Noir, Elec Head, Mundorn, Critters for Sale, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Also, did you see that, you know... Uh, the what's it Babu the what's that game where you're the little white rabbit thingy and you ah killing me here Evans I swear to God what I don't know what you're talking about who was the um <laughs> Flint Hook no <laughs> um who was the the Turnip Boy you... no 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 because there's a new Baba turn... Baba oh, Baba is you Baba is you so he's made another game. Yeah. It's like a 10 minute experience. It's called Bubba Files Taxes. Oh, hilarious. And I just I saw that and was like, oh, Turnip Boy and Bubba are like the two sides of the coin kind of thing. Um They're making a, the Turnip Boy games are making like a really violent sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Turnip Boy commits a heist or something. Yeah, yeah. It looks dope. Um My Friend Pedro, Ripe for Revenge. That was the iOS oh, one. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was like really good. Uh and Rain on Your Parade. That was a good game too. It was... That was a, last year was stacked. Last year was fucking insane. Um, yeah, this this year, I think... Meh. I feel like across the board, we're kind of feeling the effects of like COVID, what, what yeah. COVID does to a motherfucker. But, but I, I think also it's a wave thing of like... Yeah. It, it, it's, 
you know, it takes time for a game to develop. And I think like you get crops of games that are good and crops of games that are not as good. Anyway, yep. number five. What was your number five again? My number five is Tunic. Oh, wait. I didn't do my... Wait, where am I up to? I've had, I've had on my... Number five was Casual Birder. Oh, yeah, Casual Birder. Yeah. Banger. Cool. Your number five is Tunic. Great. My, my number five is Tunic. So Tunic was developed by... I think Tunic was one of the games where it's a it's a single person. Andrew Shouldis was the um, the the kind of designer and programmer of this game. Obviously, he, he pulled in other people to help with it, but he was the main person behind it. Published by Finji. Um, right. Tunic is basically I, I reckon Tunic I would describe it as like a love letter to early Zelda games would you agree? yeah um, do you want to have a fucking bombshell? this is one of my dishonorable mentions if holy you know. shit I know this is hold on, on me hold on hold on we're doing dishonorable mentions at the end save it buddy no but I already I, I did my dishonorable mention for the other game like for yeah, Stray right, already right, right, right. but like so when I say dishonorable it's like this is it's more dishonorable for being a game that is almost an absolute banger of a lev game, but there's something stopping it from from up reaching that upper echelon of levness. What is it? For me, this was like all of the extra shit that I wish Death's Door had, my game of the year last year, except mm-hmm. the fucking combat I hated so much in Tunic. I I will agree with that. Like, I think get the stamina out of the game. It is yeah. so. It, it just it just made combat such a chore. Um, Do you need a refresh? Yeah, let's get open. The, there's there's another one. There's some there's some um, pilsners in there. Oh wait, that's more Yulies. These guys. Yeah, those ones. All right. How good do they look? Vamp for a second. I will. I, I was going to vamp, and when I say vamp, I mean shit on Tunic, a beloved game by many. Look, I know this game is really good, and I'm sure at some point in my life I will revisit it and love it. Um, Angus, who uh, Angus Truscott, who I co-host Hey Fan with me, just finished it last week, and uh, he liked it. He didn't love it either. Right. Um, but, like, it's one of those games that, like, yeah, I, I there's so much cool shit going on, but the main thing that you do in this game I just find so thoroughly unsatisfying, especially when you compare it to Death's Door, which is very similar. Yes. It's like a top-down exploration Zelda-influenced adventure game that the combat in... in I mastered that combat so quick, mm. and it only got better. And, like, those boss fights are so fucking fun in Death's Door. Whereas the, the boss fight in this, the first boss you get up against, I just was just like, this is fucking not fun. Like, and then there are other, like, sub-bosses, like those big rat cunts. Yes. That, like, I was like, oh, can I even beat them if I don't have bombs when you're early yeah, on in the game? No, like that's fair. Like, yeah. It's, again, it's that, it's that um, thing that stops me from loving Souls games where I'm, like, second-guessing myself. I'm like, should I even be here right now? Have I taken the wrong path? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like what makes Zelda games and Metroidvania games, which Tunic has influences from both, is that you never feel like... Like you feel like, oh fuck, I've 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 cracked the game and I've I've gotten somewhere that I that I shouldn't be right now, but I'm gonna see how long I survive. Mm. But then with Tunic I, feel, I found I had to keep going back to that place. I'm like, oh I guess this is where I need to go now. And then like I don't know. I just I just found like anything that involved like combat I, I just I just didn't enjoy it. Look, I I agree that that um Stamina in combat can be really frustrating. I think it's, Death's Door has stamina too, right? It doesn't. No, okay, right. Okay, sure. I think uh, the the closest... Oh, does it? 
Fuck. Some form of... I, w- does Tunic have it so it's it's just you can only roll so many... No, I think Death Door, you can only roll so many times. Yes, in a, in before a time. you have to recharge. Tunic, you can't swing so many times, right? Yes. Like, that's you can't, stupid as fuck. You can't just run up and button mash. But it's... But, like... It's, it's a mechanical choice. And obviously, you can dislike that mechanical choice. That's fine. Yeah. Or you can just go, okay, this is what the playing field is. I need to learn how to work within that playing field. And that's kind of like... Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't have, I, of, I did not have time for that in 2020. Sure, sure, too. sure. But this is me talking about my number five. So I'm just, I'm just justifying why I put course, it on my... Of course, of course. Dishonorable. I... Because I, I've seen a lot of comparisons where it's Fuck, like, I forgot Trek to Yomi. Oh, more on that later. <laughs> wait, is that on your dishonorables? Who knows? <laughs> um, so... I've seen, like, it obviously, it, it gained a lot of comparisons to Zelda, but I think the stamina element of it had people talking as well about um, Death's, uh, fucking not Death's, Dark Souls. Oh, uh, yeah. So that very from softy type of combat where you need to kind of, it's not just chop, 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 chop. You need to, like, manage and think about what your moves are and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of those FromSoft games. Um, I've never been good at them. That's the reason why. <laughs> but with this one, I was just kind of really like... You've really just got to accept, John, that this is the way that the game is trying to do. And you've look, got to I get that. And one day I might turn around and play Dark Souls or Bloodborne or one of those games and actually like... Well, this is go, me talking about my number five game of the year, yeah. right? <laughs> Shut up, Birda. Um, anyway, I, I get... I had frustrations with the combat before I kind of like went... What's that? <laughs> Oh, fuck Tunic. <laughs> Worst game of 2022. <laughs> Casual birders, stand oh, you up. Haven't, you haven't pressed start on Sports Story. You can't talk about the worst game of 2022. No, no it is far from the worst. It is such a good game. Yeah. I just, one, it just, one part of it just annoyed me so much. He's, that, he's and, right. and, then, and that annoyed me even on a greater level because I couldn't experience what for many was the fair game of the year. Here's why it was my number five. The sense of discovery in this game. Like the whole, which is my favorite thing about games. The whole yeah. mechanic of, I love that what you're like, what you're searching for is pages of a game manual about the game itself. Like, what a weird kind of meta collectible to have. Yeah. But on top of that, the fact that you can't understand what's in the game manual because all the text is written, or no, not all. Like ninety percent like of the text alien, is written alien. in like a weird language like a weird which no one figured out like it doesn't, no no, no. It, they they translate oh they it. did it it's just so fucking hard to translate <laughs> that it's like i i just was i i i read what it was i translated one thing and went i don't have the patience to do this again and again um so what you're doing is looking at this thing and working out from context what's being said Mm-hmm. And then discovering that there are actually secrets in the manual that you can only see after you unlock something. Oh man, that's awesome! And just it's this ever unfolding origami box of like discovery and and lore and like tips and tricks about the game and the fact that there are two ways you can finish the game. You can either like interpret and unlock all these like because you can stand in certain places and using the D-pad, press different directions. Yeah, that never worked for me. It 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 worked, like, I finally worked out how to do it, and suddenly I was going back through the map, unlocking all these things. Like, that's what, you know, we were discussing Glass Onion before. This game felt like that puzzle box at the beginning of Glass Onion, where each time you solved puzzles, it would open a new thing that would just have more puzzles in there. Like, it was that, it's, 
just that glorious feeling of that glorious like loop of hey great i did something i worked it out i managed to do it oh there's a new puzzle i've got to work out kind of thing all right let's chip away at this one kind yeah of stuff. yeah sure i admit the combat was pretty frustrating there was a lot of like one thing that definitely helped was leveling up my character repeatedly. It meant that, like, a lot of those frustrating combats at the beginning, like, the frustrating combat encounters towards the beginning of the game, once I'd leveled my guy up and, like, gave him more damage when he fought and more health and stuff like that, I breezed through all that stuff when oh, I came okay, back cool. to it. Like, Sweet. it was literally just run up to the guy, swing my sword, and just keep running because he died kind of thing. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it was that it was that exploration and discovery and, and and puzzles and solutions thing. That's why it's number five. It just there were so many of those like joyous moments of oh, <laughs> I've worked it out. Like oh, or I can do this thing, or you know, this area that I could see but not reach before. I'm now able to do it because I've I've gone a different way or gotten a bit of equipment that I needed kind of thing. I just bought the Casual Bird soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah. So that can be our, our en- exit music tonight. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's my number five. Just- yeah. I I think I'm... I never... I, I was just turned... You know when you just... You get a hair up your ass about something. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to go back to that. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah. No, that's fair. I had a really great first couple of days of this game. And then I had a break from it. And I came back and I was just frustrated i think it's a game that you can't have a break from here's here's a you know what game totally against me as a gamer that i played this that i I started this year i think or at least late last year death stranding right i'm not going back to it oh damn fuck death Stranding. oh man no when you get when you get to the part where you're able to just build god it rules i There's just so much that frustrates me about this. Like, I get that. Funnily enough, the gameplay itself, like, as a guy that loves the long dark and yeah, SnowRunner, yeah. I love the the main gameplay of just, like, you are carrying a load of cargo and you have to trudge from one place to another. I get it. I get that. It's everything else about this game that I fucking hate. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a game that you love, but it's just, like, there is something about that game that just... Stops me from loving it in the way that you do. Japanese people, we yeah, get it. You of hate them totally. No, it's um Norman Reedus. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, but yeah, so that's my number five. You're you've done your number five. Shall I just swing into my number four? Please swing away, Spidey. My number four is McPixel Three. Oh, this came out. I didn't know that. <laughs> you bastard. Yes, it came out. What it's do a- I play it on? Um, uh, you can play it on Switch. Can you? Yes. Sweet. Actually, hold on. Let me look at the list of stuff it's out on because it might be on a, a platform that you, you might. Play I feel more. like it, I feel like it isn't. Is it on Switch? Oh, it's one hundred percent on Switch. Oh, um, cool. Uh, Linux. Hey, shout out to Linux. Shout out to Linux. Um, Linux, uh, Mac, Microsoft, Switch, and Xbox. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So this is another one of those games that was developed no by a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikolaj Kaminsky, aka Sosowski. Um, yeah, so it is the sequel to McPixel. Um, they skipped one. They they just skipped one. So it's, so, so it was McPixel, McPixel three, McPixel three. Um, I remember I bought the first McPixel for you on iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember you enjoying it. At least I think you enjoyed it. I loved it. It was like, super funny. The fact that it's a it's a um, a point and click adventure where your primary mode of interacting with stuff is to kick it in the nuts. Yes. Um, so this basically takes that formula and just blows it out to a grand scale like 
now there's more of a hub world to McPixel 3. So you're kind of like exploring this city and find, really? finding various points where you like go into the main kind of gameplay of McPixel 3. Um, and then within these, the, the sort of these like points you find, there's now like a lot more kind of challenge. I think it was like five challenges in each level kind of thing. There's now like a ton more challenges and it's a lot more focused on finding all the kind of interactions you can in each level. Mm-hmm. But when the interactions are this kind of hilarious, it's it's like one of my favorite points in the game is when I would f- when I would beat every level and then get to go back in and just tick off everything you can do in every level. Just because finding all those weird little interactions is the f- almost the funnest part of the game. Not to mention they've added new stuff in where like I think once in every kind of set of levels you play you'll have an interaction that brings up another dude called Steve. <laughs> and then Steve spawns his own level to play. And there's no real win thing you do with Steve. It's just this weird set of things that happens to Steve. Like, the one of the first ones I found is, like, you find Steve and then you go into the Steve level and it's just him fishing. And he's got a tackle box and so you choose what bait he uses. And each bait brings something different out of the ocean kind of thing. <laughs> and there's no win thing to it. You just play through all these, and then once you've done them all, it's like, you finished. <laughs> but it's great because, like, when you find Steve, the word Steve comes up on screen, and over the soundtrack, you just hear Steve. And then you go into the, Like, it's just, it's such a fun, dumb game. That rules. I love it so much. <laughs> that rules. Um, the, you know, it's the usual thing. Like, there's a group of levels where you're tiny. There's a group of levels based on, like, you're in Japan, essentially. Um, there's, like, there's one kind of sequence of levels where you're doing a heist on Devolver Digital. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, this is... I, I'm. Why didn't I... When did it come out? Oh, like, months ago. Like, three months ago. Don't you follow Devolver on anything? Yeah, I do. I played a bunch of their other shitty games this year. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't have, like, a huge year, did well, they? Well, they had one of their most successful games ever. Which one? Call of the Lamb. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I, that's on my honorable. I, I I considered being a dick and putting on dishonorable, but I had ten good hours of that game, and then I just decided not to play it anymore. Yeah, so it's not. My I made it up to like the third boss and was like, "Me too, man. No, we're done here." I just for, for me like neither, neither of neither the, felt um, great. Yeah, combat again wasn't wasn't no. super. It was better than Tunic, but um. Uh, yeah, no, that's... I mean, there was more variety than Tunic, so you could kind of work out what worked for you. But even then, like, I was like, eh, kind of thing. That game's cool. I, 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 I just... It's not 100% my bag. Yeah. I give it... I, give um, it a, I salute it. But it's still... It's still that McPixel DNA. It's still every person you interact with, you just kick them in the nuts. Did you watch the MacGruber series? I did. Was not good? Uh, oh, no. Well, I'm glad McPixel was good. When MacGruber wasn't. It was very... MacGruber... Watching the MacGruber series by the third season... By the third episode, I was like... <laughs> yeah. The third episode, I was like... Oh... This character's tolerable for a movie, but not for any longer than Honestly, that. Honestly, I love... I can watch Will Forte, like, literally just... Will Forte's... Uh, yeah, but it's... I'll watch when, when, you, when it's a ten-episode season, and you get to the end, and you're just like... Yeah, I can't do any and more is of this, essentially. Kristen Wiig and Warren Philippe back as well? Yes. I'm, I've got to go in. That sounds so like a give great it, time. Give it a watch. I 
I got to the end and I was just like... Well, it's over. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness it's over. I'm not watching any more of this. Yeah, so my number five, McPixel 3. Okay, I feel, I dumb, highly, I feel like, dumb as fuck for not playing it. I, I highly recommend giving it a try. Because Summit, like, on top of the fact that it's... it it The veneer is really dumb, but some of the stuff's super smart. Okay. Like, you really yeah, got to figure no, out yeah, how to yeah, do yeah. it. That's great. There's ones where it's like, I was beating my head against a wall and then I went, hold on a minute. Took my hand off the mouse. Let the time run out. Oh, I beat the level. That's great. Like, you just don't have to do anything to beat the level, but because you're so, like, you're so trained to look for every solution by that point, <laughs> you just keep failing it. Yep. Yeah. McPixel 3, my number four. That's Fantastic. Sick. My number four, I assume you put it higher on my list, which, respect. It's a game that I introduced you to quite recently. Yes. Vampire Survivors. Oh, okay. Is this on your list? It's on my list. Thank fuck. God damn. Because this game fucking you, rules. Technically, you didn't introduce me to it. You just told me it was on iPhone. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I knew you were aware of it. But yes. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this game came out much earlier in the year. Um, I feel like... If, I, I, you know what? It's technically a 2021 year game because it came out in December yes, last year yes. initially. It's just been ported to everything else since. Um, it, was only, it was in early access. Another single designer. Another single yeah, developer. Who, who used to work in casinos. Right. <laughs> making makes, pokies. And makes now, sense. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like... I'm sure Vampire Survivors is one of the more famous games. Certainly, probably the most famous game on my list. But uh, yeah, you 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 play as a. It's just like honestly, it's like reusing Castlevania assets. Yeah, um, you're just like it's a, it's an auto attacking game. Auto, where, yeah, auto battler almost. Yeah. Where you where you're moving your character around and uh, killing enemies because you every second, for example, when you your first character, you have a whip and. Uh, you're just whipping the enemies around you. They drop gems. You collect the gems. And when you collect enough gems, you are able to get a new weapon or upgrade your current one. Yes. Or upgrade like different you, you stats. Le- you level up. Um, and basically, the first goal in the game is just to last half an hour in the level. I think it's even shorter than that. I think... Well, yeah. Your, you... first, your first unlock is like five minutes. Okay, right. Yeah. But then you, you basically like... The, the longer you last, you, you unlock new levels, yes. new characters. Um, once you like, make it to the end of half an hour in like of just like attacking, upgrading, and basically you become like this unstoppable power. It's, it's pa- worth saying. It's initially it's so hard to make it to half an hour. Yes, um, but now like you know, I'm sure we can both very comfortably make it to half an hour in those first five or so stages, yeah. um, even with all the curses sure. um, turned on. But I. Uh, uh, when you rake it to half an hour, a, a, a big boss comes and just destroys you immediately. The, the Grim Reaper, yeah. And apparently you can you can beat that motherfucker too. You can. It's, Thanks, Siri. I'm not sure you understand either, Siri. You can beat it. You just need to satisfy... You need to upgrade a specific weapon or two specific weapons. Okay, cool. To make it possible. Love it. Um, well, you don't have to do both of them. You can choose one or the other, but... We get it. You've done it. Yeah. I haven't done it. All oh, right. Okay. I just... I, I, I've hit the wiki and had a look around. So I think the, a lot of people love playing this on PC. Apparently, it's the best place to play it. Um, the, and, and it's a great passive game to play while you're on a Zoom call, for example. Right. Um, I know a lot of people that have put is... like 80 hours into it this game this year just on PC. It's on Game Pass. It's on other consoles as well. For me, it just makes so much sense as a... It's, it's... I guess I'm taking a half-hour shit today. <laughs> like, um, mobile game. Uh yeah, it's it's a it's a shitload of fun. You know, Elevens. Let's we'll make things easy here. 
my number three. Hell yeah, great! It's my well, number. It's, three. It was the next game you were talking about. Anyway, it's, it's my number three. So I'll just I'll just leap in as well. We'll we'll dovetail this together. Get leaping, Bat Rock. I. I mean, friend of the show, is that how we describe him? Tommy Dasilo? Yeah, of Why not? Tom, friend of the show, Tommy Dasilo. In in a Facebook Friend group, of the me. Yeah. F- f- friend. General. Um, I know Tommy. He's all right. Like, <laughs> I've got no beef with Tommy. He he made a... Um, it's a fucking mosquito when you hear that I've got beef with. I just lit a mozzie you've got, candle. You've got windows and door... Oh, yeah. Windows and door open. It's going to be well, mozzie we, we would be cooking if we, if we... Of if we course. Yeah. Of course. I just, just, let a, just I, let, set, I let a mosquito beast candle. Okay? To, to set the scene, it is like late dusk here in Australia, and Levins and I are sitting in a, his his office, essentially the best room in the world, the best room in the world, fantastic room. But the only lights are a mozzie candle and a Yoko Taro lamp. Yay! Well done. Thank you. It is otherwise dim as hell in this room. It's very. Um... Do we, I can put a real light on. No, if you no, want. no. Fuck that. Very, I have at- enough weird gotcha toys that can emit light for them. There's some Kirby lamps I can put it's on if you want. Atmospheric podcasting here, folks. Look, um, he made the comparison of this game to Cookie Clicker, and I think it's absolutely valid. Yeah, like it's it is a game that just difficult initially and then simple after a while but in that simplicity is a great sense of achievement like the first time that i was able to stand my character in one place and i think it was like the 21st minute that i just stood my character there and the remaining nine minutes the setup i had built turned back anything that came near me the sense of achievement on that first (laughs) one is so because it's oh, so it's fun to look so at all good. these like dumbass oh, monsters it's, just crumbling it's, of in course, your garlic. Of course he worked in um I mean Bible and garlic combo is unstoppable. Particularly if you upgrade if I, you I I was like dude the Bible sucks when we first started playing it. Bible's my go to now. I it's love so Bible. Good. Yeah. When um, you when you when you um ascend it. Oh, you evolve it? Evolve it, yeah, it, yeah. It just never stops and it kills anything that yeah. comes near you. But it is no surprise that that guy worked on pokies. Just because the visual stimuli on this is amazing, yeah, and it's, it's when you, you you even hit an upgrade that just turns all the enemies into coins. Yes, when you yeah, that, and that rules. Yeah, but that's like like yeah, like that's a queen of the Nile shit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there is such depth to this game. Like the un like you you look through. There's all these unlock conditions you have to do to like get get more stuff. You know, unlock new characters, unlock new levels, unlock new weapons, unlock you know. All this kind of stuff. Then there are secrets that you can do. And those are like little riddles. There's one where it's like, be a good boy in the garden. And you need to play as a character that's a dog <laughs> on a level that's just... there's a. I don't know if you've unlocked I've it. I've got the, the garden it's, level. Yeah, the yeah, garden, yeah. yeah. Where you just have to be the dog in the garden. And apparently when you run around as the dog using his power, you heal plants in the garden so you need to heal a hundred thousand points of damage for the plants to to beat this secret on each on each of the major levels there is a casket for you to find because obviously you're hunting for i think uh, count dracula or something and you beat these caskets and it unlocks another character that you can play and this character has a new weapon that you might need to try like for what is for what is on the surface a fairly simple game, there is so much depth for you to discover in playing it. Who's your go-to character now? I like my, the, the my, big bear with the cherry bomb. I like him. My guy with the Bibles. 
he oh, okay, he yeah, just sure. like him him I will use him for any new level just because I know I can easily like survive whatever's thrown at me. Vampire survive. Vampire survive. Um, and then I'll kind of go and mess around with other characters. The bear with the like the chariot. Like there are some weapons that that have you unlocked this? The oh, sca- they come with the bones. That guy oh, sucks. That guy sucks so hard. But I'm like, how am I supposed to be level with this guy? He's like maybe you can level up the bones. You can level up the bones. You fire off more. Um, you can. You probably. I think you fire off more, and they cause more damage. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's super hard to get to leveling up because how do you fucking like? I realize the bone like pinballs between enemies, but it's so hard to line it up to do that. Yeah. That it's yeah. Like, uh, anyway, but th- this is what I'm talking about. There's like, there's so much to discuss with this game. Like, if you know another person playing Vampire Survivor. It's a good 10 to 15 minute conversation of like, oh, who's your main character? Have you tried this character? Have you done this stage? Have you finished this? What do you think of this weapon? Like, have you tried, you know, have you done a, have you done a run where you've fully upgraded all your weapons? How great is it? What do you think of it? Like, there's so much to discuss about this game. And that's one of the reasons I super love it. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Vampire Survivor is my number four. John's number three. Yeah. What's Absolute your number three? ball terror of a game. We didn't say who it was made by. L- uh, Luca it Galante. It goes by Ponkel, but yeah. Oh, fuck, he goes by Ponkel? Ponkel is his development name. Shouts to Ponkel. Ponkel. What's his actual name? Luca. Luca Galante. Yes. Which also is a ripper name. Great name. So my number three uh, is a game called Tinykin. Hmm. Did you play this? I didn't, but I want to. This is on my this is on my catch up list. It's also on Game Pass, so very easy okay. for you to play. Okay. Um, so Tinykin was made by uh, Tiny Build and Splash Team. Is that their, I don't know. Their website is weird. Tiny Build. <clears throat> Tiny Build did Punch Club. I love Punch Club. Great okay, game. great, awesome. Um, so I love the Pikmin games. So does uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who made the Pikmin games. He loved them so much that he made a T-shirt last year. Oh, with, really? With Pikmin on it. Um, <laughs> did uh, you get this T-shirt? Highlight of the Nintendo Direct last year. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's been a few games that come out that kind of were inspired by um, uh, by Pikmin. Last year, I talked about one. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. Yeah. Yeah, didn't quite make my list. But this is like... How did I remember that? Yeah. I certainly didn't. I played like 20 hours. (laughs) Um, Which is so funny. Like, it's how decayed my brain can be sometimes. Yeah. I legitimately wouldn't have gotten that in a million years. Um, (laughs) I don't know how I got it. (laughs) um, But uh, Tinykin is like this like 3D platformer where you are like helping... you're, You're a human... Yeah, shrunken little human helping out all these insects um, in a in a house. They're, in, they're they're living in someone's house. So you're like you're you're essentially like honey, I shrunk the kids kind of style. Mm. You're this shrunken little human surrounded by bugs, but then you can also like unlock these weird. I guess they're not bugs; they're tiny kin. So they're little people that that little little critters that help you out. Um, in your adventure so sometimes they'll have different abilities every time you get to a new level which is a different room of the house that you're living in okay so there's like a bathroom level there's a kitchen there's a you know bedroom there's sure, a living sure, room sure. every new room introduces you to a different tiny kin that has a different ability so some some of them explode so you can use them to blow up entrances or cages with other tiny kin inside them um, another one allows you to stack them up beneath you like a babushka doll or a or a ladder Ladder. To, to, Let's to, go with ladder. Yeah, yeah. To to um to get to higher higher up, um you can some conduct electricity, some turn into like a bridge, um but there's no enemies in this game, um 
it's just pure puzzle solving. Pure puzzle solving in this like big fun open world. The first two hours with this game, you're like, for me, I was like, fuck, this is easily my favorite game of the year. But then it right. gets a little long in the tooth, and the writing isn't great. That's my biggest kind of like sure. knocks against it. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm up to the last level, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, but it is a grand grand time. Um, it's just like a like. Just heaps of really fun mechanics. You have like a bar of soap that you whip out like a skateboard and you can glide along platforms. That's great. The, everything, there's, there's amazing verticality to all of the um, kind of playgrounds that, you're, that, the, that, the, that the game is set in. And so the higher up you get, you then like find ways to get back down and then up again fast. Like heaps of shortcuts sure. uh, in these massive rooms. There's all these great puzzles you have to solve, all these like collectibles you need to pick up. It's really good. I, I, I wish. I, I assume it's something you unlock at the very end of the game. Like there's a gun. Like, yeah, a gun. Tiny you can kill gun. these stupid bugs. Sure. Um, no, but it's a uh, like a ways to find the like these the last like three hidden collectibles in right. each because you have to find like fucking over a thousand like you know like whatever the equivalent of like a coin is in this game. Right. Um, but and I hope I get you get something like that, like a radar or something that shows what where those, they might be. What are those little fuckers in um, Breath of the Wild called? Um, Koroks. Wild at heart. Koroks. Koroks. How many Koroks do you have to find? There's no Koroks in this game, but you have to find a lot. No, I'm a talking about like you're like a thousand coins. I was like, oh, like no. The in, in every room, there are like so you the guys like man, I can I can upgrade your shit if you find me 700 drops of dew, whatever the fuck it is. Oh right. And so you find 700, and he's like, thanks so much. But drops guess what? Jupiter. There's another 700 here if you want to get them. Check her hair. And it's, and it's so much fun being in this game that you. Uh, um, like that, that, you just want to find all the bullshit in the in the, in the level. Sure, some sure. of it is just very well hidden. Anyway, Tiny Can fucking rules. It's a it's a perfect Game Pass game, um, but it probably would be even better on the Switch. Right, I just didn't want to pay for money for it. Fair That's dudes. how much I love this game. Um, how you doing there, buddy? Yeah, I need to finish this beer. So you better talk about your number two, number deuce, number two Shit. video game indie game of the year. All right. So we haven't hit what I thought would be like. I, I, I was like, maybe he won't. He, surely he won't make it number one. But so my prediction is that your number two game is fucking the hose game. Oh, power wash, power wash. All right, well, I got hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're about to find out, buddy. Let's go. Um, hold on, I want to crack a beer before we do this. Okay, before you reveal what I said to be true. <sighs> but that said, I don't know what your number would be. What number one would be above this? But we'll figure it out. Well, we will. Because I'm about to reveal my number two after. Oh yeah, my number God five power beer simulator number five beer, and you got to understand, folks. I do not drink anymore. Like I don't. This is the first time I've had alcohol in a long time. So five I, beers. I did. Uh, I did five beers is hitting. I did four nights in a row at a festival in Australia last week, and I drank while on while DJing. Like between ten to twelve beers and a, an entire bottle of vermouth. Jesus, every night I've ruled. Why vermouth? I was. I love vermouth. Like it's, okay. it, you can drink it straight. You can drink it as like a, like you know, a bit of soda water, a bit sure. of bit of uh, lime juice. But it's it's just a solid solid. It's like you know, slightly more alcoholic than wine. Not as alcoholic as a spirit. Cool. Yeah. Nice. It's like it's a, for me, like the perfect level of drunk is an entire bottle of wine by myself. Okay. And I feel like vermouth gets you like 
near that. When, you, when you're DJing, you're obviously sweating out a bunch of that booze. Of course, of course. Yeah, you got to factor that in. It's it's yeah. returning to the ecosystem. Levin's my number two is Shadows Over Loathing. What the fuck? You made the fucking hose game number one? You are shut a maniac. The f- shut the fuck up. Let me talk about Shadows Over Loathing. So... <laughs> Not last year, but the year before, it probably would have been in my top ten. Was a game called West of Loathing. Oh wow! Which yeah. is a game that was like while flawed, a game that you loved a lot. I mean, I'm thinking of Weird West. That was a very flawed. Weird game West. You didn't no, like. the Weird Weird West didn't even make my honorable mentions this year. Like Damn. West of Loathing is just a, just a game you love. West of Loathing is. By the way, every time everyone hears, that's, that's me how burping. John burps. Yeah, I fucking let it rip when you hear a burp. I'm gonna, you're gonna hear rap, and you'll be like, "Damn, that guy knows how to burp." Damn, son belched. <laughs> so now, when you go back, this is like a Metroidvania where instead of an ability, you now, if you ever go back and listen to an old episode of all the small games, when you suddenly hear John stop mid sentence and go, "That's him," you can access a different podcast. So. There is a game, there is an online game, you can still play this game, it still exists. It is called, um, oh, god Shadow the Hedgehog of Loathing. No, 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 it's called, um... Loathing Clicker. (sighs) It's shitting me that I can't remember what this is called, but it's, it's, oh god. Don't worry, it's a Loathing game. It's a game, it's something called Loathing. It's an online game, it's it's like a fantasy RPG that is, its main focus is sense of humour and just being really weird. Fantastic, loved it for ages. Asymmetric, um, asymmetric, which is the company that developed it. Mm-hmm. Asymmetric. Hold on, I should have the it. Kingdom of Loathing. Kingdom of Loathing. Thank you, Kingdom of Loathing, which is developed by Asymmetric Games. Asymmetric Publications. Asymmetric Publications, including so, creator Zach Jick Johnson. Yes, who I met at PAX in Seattle. And had a little like fanboy moment where he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm Jick." I'm like, "Oh, can I suck your Jick?" Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I slurped on that Jick. <laughs> um. Anyway, Kingdom of Loathing is this long-running online game. They finally made their first spin-off game, West of Loathing, a couple of years ago. I think it made my top ten on the year it came out. I had no idea that they were making another game. This new game that they. How long are we at, by the way? We are at almost two and a half hours. Damn. All I right. thought we were at three and a half hours, so that was a nice nice surprise, surprise to me. Yeah. Um, I literally just, like, I opened YouTube and the trailer for this game popped up and it was, like, out now. And I was like, how did I not hear about this game coming out? That's I crazy. love these games. What's it on? This is insane. Uh, it's on PC for the moment. But I'm pretty sure that was, like, West of Loathing got a Switch port, so Shadows Over yep. Loathing will get a Switch port. West of Loathing was a cowboy, like a, a, a sort of Western cowboy themed game. Shadows Over Loathing is that mix of like, uh, sort of like detective noir and HP Lovecraft, like Cthulhu kind of thing. Because obviously it's a play on like Shadows Over In- In's Mouth, which is an HP, I think Shadows Over In Mouth. People listening are like, you dumb motherfucker, that's not a thing. Anyway. Very much the same as West of Loathing. It's the same sense of humour. It's the same kind of approach. Um, One thing that they've done is great is rather than just have a large map that you discover things on, you you have a kind of like hub world that you're in that obviously has a bunch of locations to visit and you can catch a bus to a ton of different, like a bunch of different locations, each of which is connected to a case that you're working on. So while each map is not huge... 
the whole game feels a lot bigger. This is one of those things where it's just like, I love all these games and I love the kind of sensibility that this 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 development company has. <sighs> it's it's more of it, but <laughs> is that your attempt at burping? I I didn't have to burp, but oh, try. Okay. You honorable effort. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like these guys have given me more of what I love. Mm-hmm. Great, thanks. You get number two of the year just for doing that. That rules. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, like excellent. I. I am I am enjoying this game so much. There's so much like, <clears throat> yeah. There dude. you go, buddy. Thank you. Um, there's so much like side quests and depth and puzzles. That was to a solve. sick burp. Thank you. It's the number two burp of the year. Um, yeah. There's so much like in each of these places. There's so many side quests you can go through, and each of the places that you're in are really like unique kind of thing. They're not borrowing from any like they're not bo- like there's no kind of crossover between the two. I just love it. It's if you've played it, if you've played Kingdom of Loathing, if you played West of Lo- like West of Loathing, Shadows Over Loathing will scratch the shit out of the itch that you have with those games. Loved it. Funny writing. Bring it to Switch. I'm I'm playing as a um, oh god, what's the the class I'm playing is like Jazz Spy, but you can also <laughs> play as like Cheese Wizard and like just it's that kind of weird sense of humor. It's a very John game. It's a very, awesome. Yeah. What's your number two, Levins? So I mentioned earlier that... Um, Drop that <clears throat> shit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, one of the best games I play with my kids this year. Sure. And look, it is a very strong bias that this 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 game gets in number two. I played this game with my kids. It's a game that's about growing up. <clears throat> and it... Well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. This is growing up. <laughs> um, like, let me put on Blink One Eight Two and just play that game, play that um, song again. But so, I, don't even, I, so? I haven't even looked this fucking game up. I don't even know who who made this bullshit. What's the name of it? The game is called Lil Gator Game. Right. Okay. Um, and in this game, you play a little alligator, and your little alligator has a big sister, and your big sister has been away at like computer class, computer school. <laughs> Sure. Learning how, learning how to code on her, on, on her, on her Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's come back and all you want to do is play the games that you used to play together, mm. which was like a fun adventure RPG essentially in the park with your big sister where she made all the rules. She made up like all the, uh, made up all the enemies and all of the, the path of the hero, but she's too busy to play with you. I'm getting... Uh, what's that game where... It's two brothers, one's sick, and the other one's game developing. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Takeshi and Hiroshi? Yeah, that one. Another one where I'm like, how the fuck did I pull that out? <laughs> but at least I actually played that one, though. Yours is still like the fucking, where the fuck did that... What, wild ha- what part of your brain was that yeah. stored in? I feel like Forrest Gump. So, um, Little Gator Game was published by Platonic Friends, which is... Okay, that rings a Platonic bell Platonic are the guys reason. who put out the um, game I shot on earlier. Um, the... <laughs> The, so many Levens, how can you choose? Um, the the 3D platformer that came back that no one wanted. Um, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is it? Um, Platonic made. What is it called? It's not. It's not. A, it's they made. Do 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 do. What the <laughs> fuck did they make? <laughs> I love that. That's the hold music in your brain. Yeah, it is for the rest of my life. What the fuck? I, I said the name of the game earlier. Why is your g- website so hard to navigate? Ukulele. Right. 
Gotcha. They made ukulele. Okay. They, anyway, they published this game that I love, but it was made by a team called Mega Wobble. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, anyway, little gator game. You play as the, the kid who wants... Basically, the, the aim of your game is to get your big sister to play with you again. Sure. And to do that, you band your friends together to make the greatest action RPG of all time. Ooh. And so they've basically taken over an island and filled it with cardboard monsters. And you play as the hero... And basically, your goal is to get as many kids on the island to the playground to prove to your sister that you've put an amazing game together that's so good that she'll want to come and play with you again. Gotcha. It is so fucking good. Really? Like, the writing is just is really heartfelt, really sweet. You can tell that this kid is in over his head. He's not seeing, like... Or he's so focused on, I've just got to get, I want my sister to play with me again. And all these other friends, they know like, hey, like maybe like there's a reason why she doesn't want to play with you. Or, you know, maybe there's, maybe what you've got right now is better than the games that you could possibly play with your sister. And you're neglecting us. And the gameplay itself is like this sick fucking, like... It it just it's 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 that broke semi broken open world that I was talking about at the right, beginning of, okay. the, of the game where you have this like this like big island and you are this dumb little crocodile <laughs> dumb little alligator and um you just kind of like like you you have you you as you meet different p- kids they'll give you things for doing side quests for them yeah and some of the side quests because some of them are in on the game right sure. so they're like oh great hero. Um, could you find my, you know, giant pencil that I misplaced somewhere in the, the near vicinity? Like, and like they give these like dumbass quests, but others are like you're genuinely helping some kid you'd never met before, and they give you something that you can then use as a weapon or as a means of traversal. Um, like at one point, you, you you meet like an adult who's just like on this island, and you fucked his house up by like putting cardboard monsters all over it, and so then like you go and clear all the monsters off his roof. And then as a rule, he's like, what are you looking at me like that? You expect me to give you a reward? And then he he goes, fine, have some, have some gum. Then you can (laughs) use the bubble gum as like a balloon that lifts you up into the air. You meet like a monkey who the monkey gives you bangles that they're not really like any, the bangles are the stamina circles from breath of the wild that allow you to climb. Okay. But then you, Light spoilers for this game When you find the monkey enough times Each time you have to buy a new bangle off her And then she's like I've got something to reveal They're bangles They're not real You could climb all along like, And like There's just like So many like Just fun moments Genuinely funny moments From like Both like a physics level Like one one thing you unlock From one character Is like the ability to ragdoll so you just equip it and then you just flop on the ground and roll down a hill. <laughs> nice. Um, so there's like physics-based humor. There's really great writing in this. Um, it looks really good. The soundtrack I wish was a bit stronger, but there's some good. There's some. There's some. There's some good songs, but they just make the bad songs stand out. Sure. Um, uh, but like that's my, the only criticism is that the, I wish that all the music was good. Okay. Um, uh, other than that, this is like a fucking like like very strong nine point five out of ten for me in terms of game. My kids loved this game so much, so much to the point where I did everything you can do in this game in terms of like achievements. But there is basically like there's still cardboard monsters on the island that you can destroy, 
And Archie was like, can you just keep going and destroy all the monsters? And I was like, all right. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I, I guess I 112% of this game. Damn. Um, Take that. Fucking killer Hollow game. Knight. One of like yeah, I, we only finished it a couple of days ago, so I was very grateful to be able to record a little later in the piece. I didn't even fucking tell you that my son has been like, he had, we had to rush him to hospital the other night. What? I'll get into it later, or you can listen to PayFam, uh, dear listener, to find <laughs> out how. But yeah, so he, he basically has gotten the dream um, of every young kid where he is not allowed to do anything physical, can't swim for two weeks, he just has to just chill at home. And uh, and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We, we, yeah, we 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 knew we had a few more hours of this game, and and the other morning cool. we just got up and just toasted it and caught Tilly up on up to up to like what what the game was all about, and she loved it too. And fantastic, so many great costumes, but the, every costume has a different effect on the character. Like you unlock the ninja headband, but then you can run like Naruto, right? And then like just like like, like some of them are like actually useful, some of them are just dumb, but like, sure. they're all fun. Pure fun in a video game with a really sweet story. This game, I feel like, yeah, every year there's always like one or two games with just like like that wholesome. I feel like that the word wholesome has been fucked in the indie game. Yes. Like there's like, you know, the wholesome game showcase and it's just like, is this wholesome or boring? I don't know. And this game is like the definition of like what I want a wholesome game to be. Yeah. This is very sweet story that's also fun to play. And, And it's not boring in its storytelling either it's really really good and you have to do like the side quests you have to do for some of the main characters are so fun yeah you would love this game dude i've seen it around and it's reminding me that i need to go back and play a game that i think is called like later gator or something okay Um, play the other one that i said first of course yeah little gator game now look earlier gator you've you've obviously figured out what my number one is yeah dude and I don't, like, I would rather find out what your number one is than sit here and have you sneer at me while I explain why <laughs> it's my number one. Because I played some of this game, and I love the first level. This is what where I'm you Where this... you wash this fucking car. That's great. This is what I'm saying. It's not logical why it's my number one. It's emotional. Yeah, I get it. You get it. So tell I thought me it was going to be fucking... emotional because you're like, the character in this does a cute thing. No, 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 no. Tell me what your number one is. <laughs> Let's do your number one first, and then you can shit on me for my choice of number so one this year. you and a few other people in our Discord predicted that I would have a lot of Playdate games. Yes. In um, How many are we up to? Like, you've had th- one? This will be my third. So it was Pick Pack Pup. Pick Pack Pup. Oh. Um, and uh, Casual uh, Birder. Casual Birder, yeah. Um, honorable mention for Omaze. And a th- yes, of course. Another honorable mention to a game called Life is Short. Which is very similar to my number one game True. of the year. Well, Life is Short is actually a game developed by someone who I know listens to this podcast, Ollie Co. Oh now, yes, Ollie Co has been a listener of this podcast for many years. As shout o- out to always Ollie, tweeted about the show and been really supportive of the podcast. You know what? And he's one of the like Ollie Co is my number one game of the year. I'm changing it right now. <laughs> Shout out to Ollie. But Cohen. Ollie has made, I think, four games for the Playdate. Really? And it was like one of his like New Year's resolutions was to make and publish a game. And the cunt made four. <laughs> what an overachiever. Fuck you, Huge Ollie. Huge shout out to Ollie. But yeah, and I like, was very active in because I, I didn't kind of I kind of hinted on like how great the side loading is, but even better is how easy it is to be the part of the loading. community that is making these games. Okay. And it's like, you know, like we all the small games is about independent games. Yes. It's about independent game makers. And it felt really cool to be able to like, yeah, obviously the podcast gets, you know, 
500, 1,000 listens an episode, we're, we're, we're recommending it. But when my TikTok started blowing up, it was so cool reaching out to the Playdeck community and being like, hey, people are kind of like coming to my account and like my videos are getting like, obviously we're not going to get the millions again, but like we'll, we'll, we'll get 50,000, we'll get 100,000. Like if you've got a game, let me know and I'll try and include it in a video. Have, have you thought about sideloading a uh, Playdate game while DJing a major Australian festival? This is a great way for my TikTok to head towards. But yes. um, yeah, look, Life is Short is a really, really great, <laughs> I guess like point and click style adventure game, but you're moving your character around. <clears throat> it reminded me a lot of um, Granny's Garden, which was a very early PC game, that educational PC game that I played as a child. Okay. Um, in the best possible way where you're like, basically it's like you're in like a haunted house as a marriage counselor and you have to like meet all these weird monsters that live in this haunted house and like help a couple get back together. It's really sure. funny. And he made a Christmas um, uh, update to the game too, which was great. Oh, sick. Um, anyway, my number one game for me is the game that I played the most in 2022 and i don't mean i put the most hours in i mean the game that i started and finished three times shit in 2022 granted it the first time took me an hour second time took me 45 minutes and then half an hour i I could speed run this game i can i'd be pretty pretty good in the community of speed running this game and this is not a game that was included in the in season one of playdate in the top in the first 24 games that get automatically downloaded on your console this is a game i side loaded uh so hold on Pick Pack Pup, was that a side load or a... That was a main, main that season. That was official. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, all the games in the top 10 so far have been official. Um, Life is Short was a side load. Okay. Um, and uh, another side load game was my number one game of the year, and that game is Island. E-Y-E? Yeah, so it's okay. Island, And uh, it was made by um, a, a developer called Ron Lent, who is like a New York like artist. Okay. It, like, it does like graphic design and... He's into music. I don't, he, he, he's on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram and he he's a very just like creative dude that doesn't really seem to really do much in the world of games. Okay. But he just made this cool game where you play this little, little, little critter that is stuck on an island, but one day dreams that he leaves that island and you go to another island that you're stuck on. And the goal of this game is to solve a bunch of puzzles and meet a bunch of people and solve their problems and get off the island. I... Just absolutely adore this game in that it is like, again, like I, I know I said it earlier, the name of the show is All the Small Games. This game does everything you want a game to do in fucking one hour and you finish it and you go, I guess I'm playing that again. Right. And I played it with Archie. I played it. So I actually, I played it four times. <laughs> I just realized because <laughs> I started playing it again after playing it twice when I first played it. Then again with my son, and then a fourth time when I, because I started playing it so I could record parts of it for a TikTok, and then just was like, oh well, I mean I'm at this part anyway, I may as well keep going. Right. But yeah, so you play as this like little fella. I think he's an eye. Maybe he's an eye. Uh, <laughs> and, makes sense based you know, on the there's, title. Th- there's not many pixels that you can play with in on the, on the playdate. Of course. This what is, is a- what is it? it playdate is eight bit, two bit. One bit, I think. One bit, and this was made using the aforementioned developing tools that development tools that Panic made called Pulp, yes. which is an in-browser game development system. And Ron Lent programmed this entire game, which has multiple so, like play styles. So fucking good on their part, Panic. Yeah, it really is. and but like you know, no other game 
made officially and and you know vouched for by Panic or made by someone else reached the levels of like you know it's not a groundbreaking game but it's just like I don't know it's a game that just succeeds at everything that it's trying to do be this short but memorable experience that has these puzzles that you have to solve but also it's about this story that with like this beautiful like you know minimalist soundtrack and lots of dialogue that you might miss if you don't explore every area and talk to every person um and all the puzzle areas are so varied like one of them is very platformy and you have to basically like navigate your way through this weird maze and then you go to this another place and like the power's off but you've got to travel down to the mine and do a bunch of weird puzzles down there so you can turn the generators on and then get the power on then you can go back up there and get this thing that allows you to get access to the top of the map and then you have to negotiate with these other characters that you meet and it's just like it's such a well-crafted linear experience um that i didn't experience anywhere else on the play date this year and maybe not in another game either like it just it i just i love that it was one of my favorite things about my favorite medium, which I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, manga. manga, is that it is such a singular vision. It often, like, you know, the best manga is written and drawn by the one person, and no one is telling them, hey, you know, you need to tie into this comic book event because Captain sure. America is going to show up. And Marvel, he's not Marvel Captain thing. America, he's actually Wolverine, and you have to incorporate Man. that. Yeah. It's just like, no, this is how I want this journey to yeah. go. And, like, budget be damned, I'm going to, like, get there in, like, you know, however many issues I need to. In video games, I feel 3, like... 3,000 issues. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, like, I feel like in in video games, it's so... I mean, indie games are different, but, like, so many video games, like, in terms of scope... um, It's like, fuck, well, I can't do all these things I want to do because that would cost so much money and so... Maybe I should try and do that, but I'll do a lesser version of it, or we'll bring in another. So we'll bring in someone else so he can do that part. And it's it's Metal Gear Solid Five. Like you have this scope game. of vi- you have this <laughs> scope of vision that's so big that the company funding you goes fuck you, you're out. Okay, yeah, we'll bring sure. someone else in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I love about the playdate is that it's like yeah, it's one bit. It's extremely sure. limited in what sure. you can do with the system, but if you want to craft a really, really complete experience that you finish. And like, I felt like I did so much in that one hour. Island just fucking goes hard as hell. It was, it was $2. The game cost me $2, John. Insane. And maybe that might be the cheapest number one. Well, Vampire Survivors was free. Oh, number one. Yeah. Yeah. In the history of the, in the history of all the small games. Death Store was 30 bucks, I think. What? Yeah. Death Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. If we went back over the, if we went back over all the number ones we've had for the all the time we've done GOTYs, I guarantee you, two dollars is the cheapest. Number yeah, one and I had. think if you don't even, I think because it was made in pulp, you could potentially buy this game on itch and just run it on on pulp. Yeah. In, in your PC, you don't even need a play date to play it. Doesn't use the crank at any point. Oh wow! Okay. Um, it's just this cool little like you know one bit adventure game. It's I'm I'm hearing you talk about this, and all my brain is going is. God, I can't wait for you to play Frog Detective. Yeah, okay, cool. Like Frog, De- like it's it it doesn't it 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 lacks the kind of like variation of gameplay that you're talking about, but just that singular vision and that sense of like meeting people and talking to them and having just that unique experience with each with each of them thing. I'm like, fuck, I cannot wait for you to play Frog Detective. So, John, that's my number one. That's, <laughs> and I'm about to explode from piss. <laughs> All right, do we want to take a break? <laughs> we need to take a break. Okay. You take a piss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, I like just paid, but I already need to pay again. <laughs> that, that piss break was medicinal. Like, <laughs> the effect that it's had on me. Excellent. All right. You're number one. I mean, this is no, there's no question to it. I think I was thinking about it as I was pissing away in my in my oh, toilet. Sure. Thinking, and now you're gonna take the piss on my number one choice. Well, the game is essentially about pissing. Mm. That's like that's how you improve this game. Oh right, a big dick. Right. Spraying all over you, you the need cars. To, you need to play Landlord Super, the building simulator where if when making concrete, you can piss in the concrete mixer for for um. Uh, why are you only just telling me about this now? I, why do you? Why are you not up on these things, Levens? Um, all right. Look, I like shout out to Turbo. I think it is in our in the all the small games Discord who call this as my game of the year. Absolutely correct. It is my game of the year. It is Power Wash Simulator. It is made by a development team called Future Labs. F U T F U T U. It's future without the E, essentially. Um. Yeah, Future Lab, published by Square Enix Collective, which is their indie game publishing arm. <sighs> power Wash Simulator is a simulation game where you power wash things. You you have a power washer, don't you? Yeah. You know how satisfying power washing is. Yeah, but the game is not as satisfying as doing it IRL. Here's the thing. <sighs> as I said, I, I kind of... The, the way my... My relationship with games changed throughout the year. Like as I, as we discussed at the top, like there was a period where I went through not playing, you know, not really playing much, just mindlessly playing Top Drive on my phone. This was early on in the year, and it kind of had that same vibe. The reason, like I said, the reason I love Power Wash Simulator so much—it's not logical; it's emotional. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fine. I'll let him rip next. Three steps back. <laughs> let it rip next time. Um, I loved Power Wash Simulator because it allowed my brain to run in two modes at the same time. On one hand, there was the very Zen mode of I'm just spraying water and cleaning dirt off something, and it was this almost meditative experience of just changing the state of an object through through time and and concentration. And the other state was your brain going, I could be doing literally anything else right now. Fuck, Levens. <laughs> just, ex- just accept that this is my game of the year and I've allow me to it. explain. I... On the other hand, there is this constant series of thoughts of, okay, I'm almost finished this one. If I just do this last little rectangle that I haven't sprayed, next I'll change my nozzle and move to, like, move to this area and just do this little thing, and that will complete all the versions of this that are in this level, etc., etc. Then I will move on to this. Like, So on one hand, it's meditative. On the other hand, it's planning. And look, earlier in the game, I mentioned The Long Dark and Snow Runner, which are two games that share almost a lot of the same DNA. 
SnowRunner is a game where you drive big trucks through like difficult terrain. So on the one hand, it's this slow grind of, oh, I'm driving a semi-trailer through a snowbank. It will take me five minutes to get through this thing. It's going so slowly. So there's that meditative angle. But then there's the other angle of like, okay, but if I angle the truck this way, I might miss this large bit of the snowbank that will make it a bit faster. And there's mud over there, so I've got to avoid it. So da, 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 like constant planning. Long Dark is the same. Long Dark is a first-person game about survival in a like snowy post-apocalypse. So it's this, like, I'm trudging from one point of the map to the other. Much like um, Shittiest Game in the Universe, uh, Death Stranding. Um, <laughs> shittiest Game in the Universe? Suck it, buddy. <laughs> Die Hard, man? Get the fuck no, the out ri- of The here. writing is always atrocious oh, in, so in Kojima games. But, but it's even, a, like, quick aside, one thing that really pissed me off about Death Stranding, and it's such a trope with video games, is... The game spends all this time setting you up as the most important person in the game, right? You are Sam Porter Bridges. There is no one else who can complete. No the one quest else can rebuild America. He is like he is the number one man. But at the same time, they go, "Oh, you've just finished this. All right, we'll unlock this bit of equipment for you." Fuck off! If I'm the most important man in the world, give me all the equipment I need from the get go. Don't fucking progress gate me from this stuff. What really f- infuriates me about that is. There are so many ways to like, like subtly work that into the narrative, because every time you you connect another outpost to the Carol network, that's when they give you an update. All you've got to do is go, "Hey, we just searched through their files and found a blueprint for this bit of equipment. We're going to let you use that." Great, perfect, works fine. Just the unsubtleness with which it's like you're super important, but you're not getting everything we have until you've proved you can have it. Fuck off! I've already proved it. If I'm the most important person in the world, anyway, I'm here to talk about Power Wash Simulator and get shit on you by talking about for talking about Power Wash Simulator. Can I talk about Power Wash Simulator? Because <sighs> I was hyped on this game. The idea of it sent chills down my spine. I was excited. Okay. And I played the first level where you wash like a a van, a van, and I was like, oh, I see why this is fun. Sure, because it's like you're spraying the dirt off the mirrors, and it's like mirrors seventy percent clean, ding, ding, one hundred percent clean. You're like, oh wow, this rocks. Yeah, but then the second level, backyard, backyard with a pool area. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, this is gonna take me like half an hour. And and it was like, like you're like hosing a fence, and it's like. Fence completion, like 11%. And you just look around, there's just so much fence around you. And it's not, it stopped becoming this, like, it's immediately stopped being this, like, achievable thing. It was just like, oh, this is, like, I don't, my brain is not developed. Like, like I, I can't let myself do this. But that's, that that in its sense is the beauty of this podcast, is that there are Lev games and there are John games. Yeah, but this totally sounds like way more of a Lev game. No, it's Like a totally, dumb bullshit way to waste John your time. Game. It's a, it's a, it, it is a simulator that is just repetitive, mindless work. That is 100% a John game. Okay. On top of all this, so I've, I've explained the like two modes of mindset that occur during gameplay, both of which to me are pleasurable. The Zen mindset and the planning mindset. Both are fun to play with. The other thing that really sets this game apart is the narrative that builds over the levels. It is not told through cutscenes, which you should love, because I know you fucking hate a cutscene. Yeah, absolutely. 
all it has done is told through the little bit of information you get at the beginning of each level and at the end of each level, like when you finish the level and it gives you the wrap up, you know, the, the person saying like, hey, you did a great job, etc., etc. And the bit at the beginning of the level where they explain what you're doing. But in the text messages you get throughout each level, right? It is this weird... And then it's it's a combination of those and the jobs that you do. This weird portrait builds of the world you're working in. Like the town you're in, the mayor is missing his cat and is putting enormous amounts of money towards finding this cat. So that's one thing that's happening and you find out all this wacky shit about the mayor as you go through. Do you find the cat? You do. Is the cat, but di- I is the cat dirty? Spo- I don't want to spoil it. Do you need to watch the cat? Minor spoiler alert for Power Wash Simulator. There is an end credit scene where you go back to your Power Wash van. A post-credit scene. There is a yeah. post-credit scene where you go back to your van. Samuel and, L. Jackson says. And like you, you pull a piece of cardboard away and the cat is in a box with kittens. Oh. So you obviously have found the cat and been... But, but at no point do you find the cat. You just have not, found Not the during cat. the game. You just have found the cat at the end of the game. Which is, which is a nice kind of thing. At the same time, there is a narrative building about the fact that there is a... Like, the reason the town is dirty is because there is a volcano nearby. And over the course of the game and the things you clean, you discover that there is some ancient prophecy about the person that will stop the volcano from erupting. And it turns out that person is you. Because some of the things you, some of the things that you like, okay, I'm on board now. You power wash, you power wash a UFO, you power wash an ancient statue in the desert. That when you finish power washing it, it like shoots a beam at the volcano. The last level is you power washing an ancient temple that has a statue of you in it. So you don't you don't power wash the volcano? No, oh, at no point. Yeah, I know. I was kind of like, please let that be yeah. folded in. But that's not enough for me to downgrade it from number one. You power wash a cat-shaped, um, a cat-shaped monster truck that is the town's monster truck. Like, just the weird picture of this little world that you live in that is built up through the, the little bits of text that you're given throughout the game was to me just so compelling of like, I need to play the next level and find out what the fuck's going on in here. The the frustration that you experienced with that backyard level, like there are later levels where you're you are cleaning entire buildings. Yeah, I would kill myself. I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." <laughs> and this, but I, I like I said, this speaks to just our differences as gamers. Like, I loved that I was like, "Here is this experience that I'm just going to bliss out on for 45 minutes to an hour cleaning this off." And it's going to be so sad. Like, you would have seen it when you cleaned the van off. That little, like, little sped up clip at the end where it shows you... You, That shows you cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is just pure, like, oh, look at what I did. Even, like, within the levels itself. Like, I I made memes about this that I think I posted on the, the, um, all the small games Twitter. That, like, psh, ding, like, amazing just sensory feedback of, like, oh, I completed something, great. Like, For me, and very few games do this, where they emulate something that I can do in the real world, 
I would rather do gardening work. I mean, then I love play both, this game. I love both of those. Things, Come and do so. my gardening work. Sure. I have an entire deck pay that me. needs to be washed. Yeah, I'll pay you. Sure. I need, and my boss needs to be washed and then polished. Okay. Do you want to do it? Let's. I let's, will pay you a lot of money to talk do it. after this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done it twice, and it takes an entire weekend. <laughs> um. <laughs> Levens. Do you remember when I was unemployed? Yeah. And I came and organized your entire CD collection? Did I pay you? You didn't. (laughs) I did it just to get me out of the house. Okay. But you are employed now and And you have a child. Yeah, but the children cost money and you're willing to pay me to do your deck. And you question why I love a game like Power Wash Simulator with that in our... Yeah, but I love alphabetizing CDs. That is that, that shows I was in a dark spot, that I wouldn't alphabetize my own CDs. No, your, your CD collection was insane. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I get that it's not a game for everyone, but if what I've described... Oh, no, no, no you, can stop the, you can stop the sentence as, I get that it's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, don't shit on my number one pick. Okay. What was your number two pick again? My number two pick was Shadows Over Logan. Piece of shit. <laughs> Fine. Go go for gold on that one. Look, I, I get that it's not for everybody, but like I said, this is an emotional thing, not a a rational or logical thing. And it was one of the... Where's the emotion come into it, though? The emotion comes in on, like, this game came out early in the year before Oliver turned one. So we were still in that, like, pre-one phase where there's a lot of kind of, like... Oh, yeah. Work going on involving the baby. It was so nice to just... And even, like, it was. it's one of those games where if, even if you can snatch five minutes, you could still achieve a bunch of stuff in five minutes that feels like, oh, cool, I've made progress. Mm-hmm. That's what playing this game was. It was either, you know, the baby's asleep and I've got 45 minutes to an hour 20 to play this game. Great. Cool, I've either finished the level or I've made a big amount of progress. Or it's Joe is feeding the baby at the moment, and then I'll come in later with the bottle. That's seven to ten minutes. Cool, I'll jump into this game. Seven to ten minutes of psh, ding. <laughs> it just... It, it, was a, it wasn't something where it's like, oh, shit, I can't remember what the last cutscene was. I've forgotten the, the gist of the story. Or, oh, c- crap, what was the quest I was on? It was... It was just very clear about... It was clear and simple of what I had to do. I just had to spend time. And so the little bits of time I had... It's like paying off something in 20 cent coins and 50 cent coins, essentially. Eventually, I would get the thing I was paying off. I just had to keep putting these 20 cent coins and 50 cent coins in. It was the perfect antidote to... Oh, God, I don't feel like playing something complicated or story heavy or anything like that. It gave me enough little drips of story to keep me going. And the gameplay was just so satisfying of here is a dirty space that is now clean. And I did that through time. Yes, I know it's it's emulating something that occurs in the real world. But in the real world, I don't get to power wash a fucking statue's hand in the desert that's pointing at a volcano or a see, I, I, I would do that. A was, day, a daycare wanna... that's shaped like a shoe, Mother Hubbard style, kind of like. There are so many weird little things that you get to do during this game that just that's what kind of uh, yeah. makes it interesting. I did, that second level can go and suck a dick in hell. Sure, and it's it. 
that fact means that like you'll never play the rest of the game because uh, funnily enough there is a balance of like you know you are you are power washing an entire fire station and then the next level is you are power washing a motorbike so it's that like huge task small task this task i think if, if it was maybe like hey once if someone like sent me a text while i was washing the the fence and i was like after this we're gonna wash a penguin I'd be like, let's go. Yeah. I'll get through this fence. I wish it did something like that. That's valid. It would have been like, and there are levels like that where it's like people with other jobs message you and go, hey, once like, hey, you available? I've got a this to wash kind of thing. Like, I I realize that any opinion I have is immediately invalid as soon as I mention that I 100% had Sonic Frontiers this year. But I mean, look, you've got your own skeletons (laughs) in your gaming closet. I... Like I've said, I understand that it's not a game that everyone will love. It is my number one because it hit at the right time and did the right things and just so satisfied that game a part of my brain and did it with such charm and strange quirkiness to it that if they announce a number two, immediate like pre-order... I will get DLC. I don't fucking care. Like, I I love what these guys have done. I was reading, like, an, a, a, a blog post from the person who did the writing and, like, narrative structuring for the game and him just being like, I'm so glad that people resonated with this weird little story that we created. And I was like, that's me. I love that. Yeah, love look, the weird little story stuff sounds so good. Yeah. It's the problem for you is you've got to slog through giant levels. I don't like. I like for me, like the biggest, biggest turn off a game is when it's like it feels like uh, this game is wasting my time. Sure, and that's why you'll never play the Long Dark or you'll never play um, Snowrunner because you immediately will be like, "This is wasting my time. This is ridiculous. How slow I'm moving or the the task I have to do." Right. But that's why I love. But why did I play Death Stranding? Because people give you likes for doing stuff. <laughs> it emulated your experience on social media. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Because like the, the wasting time in that game for me is all the cutscenes. I totally agree. Yeah. I hated every cutscene that was thrust upon me. And God knows he loves to fucking like... Every time I felt like I was in the groove with that game, I'd get a 10 minute cutscene. That I'm like, just fuck off. Where did you? Which area did you get to? I'm not out of the first. I'm up to the oh, mission. Dude. I'm up to the mission where when I get to the 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 thing I got to get to, it cuts me off from that first area, and I go to the second one. I'm just. I want Die Hard Man to shut the fuck up when I'm out just, in the field. Yeah. Okay. Right. He doesn't really talk to you much once you get out of there. Great, because I'm sick of him talking like, Hey, uh, Sam, don't forget you gotta make deliveries. No shit, buddy. That's what the game's about. Like, there was one cutscene that infuriated me, and it's like the second time you go to sleep in a delivery center, and it's your sister going, Please, Sam, please come out to the West Coast and save me. And I'm like, That's what the game's about. I don't have another choice. It's not like I can go press B and I just go and fucking sit in a bath the rest of the game. Like, stop selling me on the quest. I'm on the quest. That's the reason for playing this game. It shit me so hard. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. We have both... Should we, should we just run through our 10 to 1 countdown again? Yep. 
All right, you go first. All right, when I say each game, you tell me how, like, do you want to play this game or not play this game? Okay. Okay, number 10, Haiku the Robot. I want to have a look at the art style, but yeah, probably. Number nine, Pick Pack Pop. Yes, 100%. Number eight, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge. Already played. <laughs> Teenage Mutant 6 Beers. Number 7, Melatonin. Look, I tried the demo. It's just not for me. Yep, understandable. <laughs> Number 6, Super Kiwi 64. No, we're good. <laughs> Number 5, Casual Burner. Yes. Yeah, da, 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 yes Honestly, any, any game that exists on the play date, just blanket assume I want to play it. Number four, Vampire Survivors. Obviously, you're, you've been in there. Number three, Tiny Kin. Yeah. Number two, I think Lil... that's, that's on a that's on a catch up list. Little Gator Game at number two. Would, yes, you would fucking love it. Yes, John. I can't. I can't recommend that you play Frog Detective and then say that I don't want to play yeah. Little Gator Game. Number one, Island. Yeah, of course. Play date. <laughs> um, do you really want to do like? Do you want to say Noah Bunch? No, I'll, I'll so you go through it. Right. I'll say which ones I play. All right. So I had my tie at number 10, which is Trombone Champ and Frog Detective I 3. want to play both of those. Okay, great. Uh, nine is Stray. We already know that's on your... I mean, I might go back to dishonorable it. Dishonorable mentions. I want, I want to finish it as well, just yeah. to finish it. But I, like, all the disagreements you have... I didn't hate game, it. I just It doesn't belong on my top 10 list. Yes. I'd feel like yeah. a liar doing I'd that. I'd pay that. Uh, eight, Return to Monkey Island. Like, maybe. It's a maybe. I really want to, like, I want to sit down with someone and really talk through what bothered me about the ending. Obviously, this is not the forum to do that. Cool. Because I you saying that? For anyone. Just cemented I will never play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, seven, Oli Oli World. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, play 100%. That. The fuck of that game. Six, Norco. I'm going to say no oh, on your vibe, behalf. The vibes seem cool, though. Yeah, I think I th- there there are parts that you'd vibe with, but I think you. How about this? I'll buy it, but I won't play it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Uh, five is Tunic. We've already dealt with that. I, I definitely will go back to Tunic. Sure. Yeah. Four is McPixel Three. Absolutely, you I'm do not playing that. The option to say game. no on yeah. that when you fucking have to play McPixel Three. Three is Vampire Survivors. You don't got to even answer. We both played that. Two is Shadows Over Loathing. I need to play West of Loathing first. Yeah. If I 100%. like that, I'll go back. Which is your preferred of the two? Oh, it's Shadows Over Loathing, but play West of Loathing first to okay. get, a, like, get a sense of the progression. Okay. You know? Yep. And then one is Power Wash Simulator. And no you've chance already, in hell, Chief. <laughs> you've, already, you've already shit on me from a dizzying height enough about that one. Already but pa- I've already Power Washed all over you. I stand by it. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, so, honorable mentions. Um, I had. What uh, other ones do you have? Omei's already talked about and Life's Too yeah, Short on the playdate. Two bangers that on the playdate. Um,. I also loved another game on the playdate called Spellcorked, which okay. is this awesome game about like making potions for for, for your customers mm-hmm. based off of spells and the things you saw. It's a really really gorgeous game and and fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there was of course the uh, low poly packet. What the fuck do they call it? Pocket. Pocket. Low poly. Low poly. Po- poly pocket. Son That's of a shit. bitch. Frogon, Lunistus, and honorable part of that grapple dog for some reason all very good cult of the lamb a game that i thought was was pretty good just didn't make my top 10 sure um dishonorables so i mentioned uh stray which was a good game that was dishonorable because it felt like every other sony third person adventure game uh tunic which was an, the best game with bad combat this year okay and the third big dishonorable uh indie game for the year and 
this is dishonorable because like enough people were 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 were, were praising these games elsewhere on other podcasts. And uh, the third very big indie game this year that I loved parts of and fucking hated other parts of, mm-hmm. Neon White. Mechanically, <sighs> what a fucking great game. Yes. The easily the shittiest writing I came across this year. God, and some God of the worst it. voice acting and presentation and story and all of that extra stuff completely turned me off the game. I think I, at some point this year, will go back to it and just ignore everything. Sure. Except the good gameplay. Because, God, that gameplay is good. <clears throat> and, like, I now know a lot of other people that I'm, like, Nintendo Switch friends with. And I'll see their high scores and I'll sure. try and beat them. That'll be you fun. Can, you can try against them. That's fair. Yeah. Namely, um, namely Tommy. My, sure. Um, my, oh. honor, my honorable mentions. I'm. Oh, I'm, what's up? My Kirby alarm clock in the background. Can you hear it? Microphone behind you. You ready? Go behind you. What have I got to... Oh, yeah. Right, For some reason, my uh, Kirby alarm clock goes off every every morning and night at 9.52. <laughs> Weird. Um, my honourable mentions this year, uh, Far Lone Sales. Oh, man. I never I didn't play that. I love that first one. It's it's good. It's just not great. Okay. Like, the, the addition of... Um, the addition of being, being able to, like, go underwater is... So like a submarine kind of thing? You're in... It's a ship. Oh, okay. no, you're right. It does become a submarine at a certain point. Cool. But it's just like... it. It's like... Kind of spectacular to go under the water, but at the same time, like, oh, you've made it a lot more confusing as to what I need to do to progress past right. certain points. Um, that is like one of the last great um, inside likes. Yeah. Because yeah, that dude put out the other one this year that... Did you play that one? Uh, Were you like a dad? And you had to um, find your... Oh, I should remember the name of it. Apparently like the first half hour rules and then everything after it sucks. Yeah, wait for my dishonorable mentions. Oh, cool. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot we were getting to that. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe version. Oh, okay, yep. That came out this year. Yeah, you didn't include it because it doesn't isn't technically... A... Uh, yeah, it technically isn't. I haven't played enough of it to really appreciate it. Was, it was nice to see some of the extra content. They did some really fun stuff with it. But um, yeah, I, it wasn't enough to kind of hit my. Yeah, re- revisiting that game with you last year made me go, I don't need to buy this again. Yeah. Citizen Sleeper. I, that, again, a game that was on so many people's lists, and I was like hearing them talk about it. I'm like, I know that this is a good game that I will not appreciate. Yeah, so. no, it's it's 100% not Eleven's game. I that publisher puts out lots of good stuff though. They put out that um. Yeah, In Other Waters was a fantastic game, which yeah. is the first, I think, the first game by the guy that made Citizen Sleeper. I really liked In Other Waters. What was Waters. the one they did with the, with the it's animals? called, like, Fellow Traveller. Yeah, I Fellow Traveller, yeah, yeah. Is the but name what, of the publisher. They put out one with the animals. Animals. Oh, whatever. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking at other stuff I've played this year. Let's get to the Dishonorables, brother. Uh, Islets. Oh, you played... I've, I've you played and finished Islets. Okay, cool. It was it was a fun Metroidvania experience, just not good enough to kind of make the list. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do dishonorables. Do you have any other dishonorables? I shout on other games I need to shit on. So okay, uh, let's get to them. I, I have three. There are three that made my dishonorable list. Oh boy! First one is Baron Breakfast. Oh damn! Because yeah. this is one of the games that I was like, oh, I should have played that, but I didn't. I, I mean, look, I this automatically playing Baron Breakfast was playing against type for me 
just because... Um, you hate bears and breakfast. Yes. Loathe the pair of them. No. So the, the game I was thinking of, by the way, by fellow Traveller Games is Beacon Pines. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've I heard about that one and am curious about it. Cool. Um, also, didn't play River City Girls 2. I wish I went... Apparently, it's much better than the first one. Um, Wanted to play that. Yeah. I didn't. Um, so, Bear and Breakfast... Look, already it's against type because it's a game about um, uh, looking at like oh, it's a game about decorating areas, and I'm just that's just not something that necessarily flicks a switch for me. With sure, gaming. It's you know, it's like in Minecraft where it's like you can build a house. I don't want to build a house. I want I, I want to blow the house up with a bazooka. Exactly, the house needs to be pre-built, and I want to just shred it apart. Um, oh, this is killing me. What's the name of that game? Um. Which game? Bear and Breakfast. You said no, that no, no. The the one by the the producer that made Inside. I'm I'm trying to work oh. that out as I as I. I'll, I'll find out. You talk, you, you should on Bear and Breakfast. I'll figure it out. out. Yeah. So I I played Bear and Breakfast for as long as I could against this this thing of like oh I don't want to um like I don't like interior decorating as a gameplay mechanic. What shot me about Bear and Breakfast was the whole cooking mechanic is fucked and maybe it was maybe it's a better thing on pc but the fact that it's like you kind of like it represents each of the ingredients as a card and and also each of the processes as a card and you need to like drag the various cards to various places where it needs to play it sucked to do that like i never knew where my my cursor was kind of thing on switch right and also the fact that after i like when I was remaking a recipe, I had to do that process over again. Mm-hmm. Was just like I've I've made this recipe f- before. Just do it automatically for me at this point. Like have it so the first time I make the recipe, I need to go through this rigmarole. Yeah, and then afterwards, it's just kind of automated for me. On top of that, the fact that the only the only ingredients that you can gather from the world for free are vegetables, which don't give you very like vegetable only recipes don't give you very high scores yeah Just i know burp, bro come on <laughs> you're fighting habit here they don't give you very good scores that help improve the 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 you know the the hotels you're running essentially right and all the stuff that makes better food that helps you increase your score for your thing costs costs Hell of money. This sounds like I would hate it so much and more than you've you got to it. go to a specific store to buy it. Right. Like there are so many quality of life improvements that could Somerville. be made about this game. Somerville. 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 Thank you. Yes, we'll get to that one second. So many cost of life, quality of life improvements that could be made about this game that just it grated against me every time I had to do it, and then. I was, like, as I do with these kind of games, I reached a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just single-mindedly focusing on doing the main storyline. Because the main storyline kind of hints at some weird and creepy stuff that happens in the game. And then I reached a point where I'm like, I finished a main storyline quest, and it hasn't indicated to me where the next one is. 
and I don't want to just trudge around the map and trying to find where the next one is. And that's when I put the game down. I was like, we're done here. I don't want to play this anymore. That's a bummer. So it's it's kind of a bummer. It's like I thought it was it looked like a, like a fun kind of simple fun game. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's it not really that. it really is a lot of mechanics, yeah. Yeah. It's not like if they had gone like, "Oh, the rooms in the various buildings are already laid out. You just have to work out how to best fit furniture in them." I think I would have liked that more, but each of the buildings is an empty space that you have to lay out walls for. And I was constantly going like, am I laying this out in the most efficient way possible? I don't want to experiment. Anyway. So that I just found, like like I said, there were a lot of quality of life issues about the game that rubbed me the wrong way enough from them to make the Dishonorable list. Somerville. On paper, I should love Somerville. It's made by one of the co-founders of Playdead, the studio that made Inside. Why did he leave? I don't know. I don't know. And it's worth, that's one of the things that's worth referencing is you look at Somerville and on paper you're like, oh, it's one of the co-founders of Playdead. You know, great, they're making a new game. This should be fantastic. He was the executive producer at Somerville, uh, at Playdead. So it's not like he was responsible for like writing the game or the art style or anything like that. Anytime, you know, you see a movie that's like from the executive producers of this other movie, it's kind of like, well you know great the the people that determined how money was spent made this movie <laughs> cool obviously if you go and look at a trailer of somerville they're aping that 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 design style of inside very heavily one of the major differences is so you liked inside right of course you weren't too big into little nightmares what's the major difference between little nightmares and inside like tightness of gameplay like that 0.5 D that they did, right? Like, you can move into the depth kind of thing. Oh, no, the depth isn't... For me, it's, like, in general, like, Little Nightmares is just a very loose game that leads to a lot more fuck-ups than Inside did. That's the problem with Somerville. Right. That's one of the problems with Somerville. So, the fact that it's, like, they added this extra dimension meant that a lot of the time I was wandering around going, where the fuck am I supposed to go in this? Like, there was a point early on in the game where I was stuck in the basement of a house... For 10 minutes, wandering around going, what the fuck do you want me to do to get out of this? How'd you get out of there? It turns out you had to go and like pull some boards away from a section, but it wasn't signposted well enough to indicate that it had to happen. There were just a lot of moments in that game where I was wandering around the level going, what do you want me to do right now? Does the first half hour go hard or am I... (sighs) Not, Not hard enough to make it like worth it. Oh no! I I I just want to play like the first half hour and then just not play anymore. Yeah, look. Oh no no no! Because in the first like the first five minutes of the game featured big sections of where do you want me to go? Okay, damn, that sucks. Like super annoying stuff like that. There are also, and I get that this is this is very narrative, and so maybe doesn't apply as uniformly as something like frustrations with working out where to go. And it's something I've I've complained about, I think, on Twitter. So that might be a giveaway for folks who've listened. But in this game, obviously, there is an a- there is an alien invasion taking place. You play as the dad of a f- of a, a a a family. The family there is a wife, there is a toddler, there is a dog. At the be- at the very beginning of the game, you play as the toddler. 
which is, you know, the, the whole family falls asleep on the couch, the toddler wakes up and starts toddling around the house, and this is what's most frustrating, is there is parts of the game that are fantastic. Like, this opening bit where it's like, you're a toddler wandering around a house while your parents are asleep, and while this is happening, the alien invasion is starting, so it's like subtly being shown through, like, flashes of light through window and sound and stuff like that as you make your way around. There are other bits of the game that are like... There are other kind of um, set pieces that are really fantastically done, which is kind of what makes it such a bummer that this game wasn't great. Apart from the beginning where you play as the toddler and the toddler can hug the family's dog, at no point during the rest of the game do you interact with the dog. Now, I want to stress that I'm not... I don't want that kind of can you pat the dog Twitter account yeah. interaction kind of thing. I'm not looking for that. I don't want at any point you can wander up the dog and, and pat them. But there are points in the game. There is there is one particular one where you come to the crest of a hill and it's a great set piece because as you get to the crest of the hill, it shows you a vista that shows that this alien, like there are all these alien ships, like they're shaped like fucking obelisks pointed, you know, hovering above the earth stunning stunning reveal in the game the dog this is a dog that like early on in the game the character you play touches a a a supposed alien that crashes through the floor and dies oh no but comes like really was just knocked unconscious and comes back to life later on but obviously your wife and child have assumed you've died and they've left the house the one like, your dog has remained by your side during this. As you make your way through the game, you're, like, for the most part, your dog is your constant companion. It follows you. There are puzzles where looking at your dog reveals what you're meant to do kind of thing. So this scene where you, you crest a hill and see the, like, see this alien invasion laid out before you, your dog is sitting there looking at it, whimpering and scared. You do not... You're not given the option to pat the dog. You're not given the option to offer some comfort to your dog. And this is what I'm saying. It doesn't need to be a, like, can you pat the dog thing. You can go over and, like... If they had made it so you could go over and pet the dog... And then the dog runs off to the, like... So you follow them to the next thing and you can't interact again. Fine. That's totally fine. But you just get that one bit of interaction of, like... Oh, okay, cool. The fact that it doesn't happen, I was like, is my character a fucking psychopath? What's going on? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. It's this weird... If you play Inside again, while, while you're playing through Inside, if you watch your character, when something big is happening in the background of the scene you're running through, your character will turn and look at that thing. It's such a subtle detail... But it grounds you in your character because it's what you're doing as well. You're looking at this thing that's happening in the back of the scene and when you look at your character, they're doing it as well. It's a connection. For you to not pat the dog in this scene breaks any connection you have with this main character. Because I'm sitting there going like, fuck you. Go and pat your fucking dog. It's scared. What the fuck is wrong with you? There's another scene later in the game and again, it follows a great... Did you finish this game? I did. Wow. Again, it follows a great set piece where you're like trying to outrun aliens. You're running up like a you're running up a circular staircase up a, a a church spire, and you get to the top, and aliens are crawling up this church tower, about to overwhelm it. 
and a flying craft shows up and a, a, you know it's like opens the back of it and a person comes out and it's like come on come on come on your character jumps onto the back of the craft the craft gets hit by alien I don't know artillery or fucking laser fire or whatever alien bullshit alien bullshit the person who ish told you to get onto the craft ushers you into the ship your wife and child are still on this bell tower and in fact are left on this bell tower as the ship flies off at no point does your character try to escape the grasp of this person <clears throat> and go get his wife and child he's just ushered onto the ship he doesn't try to rescue his wife and child at all right it was just another moment of who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck? Fuck you. Like, yeah, go nice. and go and try. Like, there were just enough moments. Do we still have any beers? I got one. Oh, oh that's yours. That yeah. Yeah. Um, you finished it? I, I finished my my version of number that six. Huh? You finished number six? I finished number six. Yeah. So that's why it's on my dishonorable. Me- no, no, no. I got plenty in my fridge. Okay. That's why it's on my dishonorable mentions list. There were just so many bad choices made in terms of connecting me to my character. There are also, like, there are other bits as well. There's a bit later on where you're, like, having to charge up this thing and it took five minutes to do it and the whole time I'm like, why isn't this over yet? Like, the game... There's an, there's another thing where you go... Like, there's an underground cave section of the game that goes too long. It just needed editing. Like, it right. needed someone to go, like, this isn't as fun as you think it is. Get Get rid of a third of it kind of thing. My number one dishonorable mention is sports story. It's all story. been leading to this, everybody. It's all been sports leading story. to this. Sports story. Golf story. Let's go back to the first year of the Switch 2017, I think it was. And yeah. sports story comes out towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so golf story comes out towards golf the end story. of the year. And uh, it's pretty good. Australian developer. Australian. It's great little story. Bad font. Can, sure. I think we can all agree. Okay. Bad font. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I never finished it. Did you finish it? I finished it. And there's a great, there's a great reveal. Spoiler alert! There's a great reveal at the end of that game because obviously the game revolves around you playing on all these different golf courses. There's a great reveal at the end where it pulls back and all those golf courses form Australia, mm-hmm. like which I was like, hey, love it. But it was, it was like. It was one of those stories where it's like you're a fledgling golfer who's out to prove yourself. At the same time, you need to like bring honor to the course that your dad played on. Like, you you have a coach who's who's pushing you the whole way. You play all these snooty other games. Like, it was that it had that very, I want to say JRPG element of like every other character in this game is a dick. <laughs> Like they just shit on you for no particular <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. reason. You'll kind never of make it to the And last so it's hole. it's fun to beat them. The actual golfing part of it was fun. It's a really like golf stories are really you're not great. Doing frisbee golf, it's great. Yeah, okay. The frisbee part sucked, but the actual golfing part like had enough complexity to make it a really entertaining um golf simulator. Like arcadey kind of golf simulator. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So yeah. Sports Story was kind of like Semi shadow dropped, is that right? Yeah, we knew it was coming for years, it, they, but they, we were like, When is it coming? And they then said in it was one of the directs, it was like, It's coming this year, yes, and then it, it did suddenly drop on, on like Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day kind of thing. It was very out of nowhere, and 
like a fucking idiot, we both bought it. We both bought it. But... But like a genius, you have, only one of us only, played it. Yeah, only one of us genius, one of us idiot. Levens didn't play it, I played it. I think you mentioned earlier that you bought like Melatonin and Sports Story at the same time. Yeah, you yeah, played Melatonin, Melatonin first. So fucking fun. So, to get it out of the way at the beginning, there were a bunch of technical problems with Sports Story. It crashed on me a bunch of times. That sucks. Sometimes losing me like with, you know... Continue. <laughs> Sports story suck shit. <laughs> with with like with an autosave feature, not that like you know if if you're gonna have game crashes, have a really good um like have an autosave that kicks in every time you finish a quest or anything, because I lost a ton of progress to to crashes occasionally. That's brutal. On top of that, there was one point where I hit a bug that would not let me progress any further in the game, and I actually had to wait for them to drop a um, an update to the game for me to solve that issue. This was when I went and played Return of the Obra Dinn, which, in hindsight, I shouldn't have done because playing a fantastic game just makes a shitty game even shittier. That dude you, is uh, making a Playdate game, by the way. Hell yeah. Have you seen the, the like preview of it? I haven't. Oh, man, it's so cool. It's like about like monsters being stuck in the play date and they like knock on the door to let themselves out and you have to like open the crank to open like turn the crank to open the door to let them out hell yeah yeah sounds really good he's making it for his kids oh sick that's great so leaving the technical issues aside i would watch a morning like a morning news program yeah that as the theme it's john and levin's it's 9am, watch this. Um, <laughs> so leaving aside the technical problems, one thing that made Golf Story great is was the kind of singularity Sorry, of I just, I just, I've just dragged and dropped the entire Casual Birder original soundtrack into my iTunes. There are five songs. One of them is called Birder She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my Play new, that shit. number three. <laughs> I want to know when you're going to drop any of this soundtrack at a major Australian festival. It could fucking happen. Yeah. So. Keep, keep talking. One of the things that I loved about Golf Story was the kind of the singularity of focus of the story. The story is just about you earning the respect of the golfing world by competing in tournaments and all these other... Um, in all these other golf courses that are around your home golf course, essentially. Sure, there are, like, weird little side quests that you go on, but it all links back to you're just trying to, like, build up enough of a reputation to access these golf courses, beat people there that allows you to go to the next one, etc., etc. Very focused on just you're trying to make a name in the golf world. This uh, song's called Scream Bloody Birder. <laughs> They're really working the murder part of it, aren't they? Oh, that's what's the reference to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, god damn it. What a good game. Um <laughs> This one's called A Birder of Crows. Oh, fuck off. I just like just no- bird noises, I think. Is there music coming? I don't know. Skip. 
Oh, oh. It's literally just bird noises. That's cool. Getting away with birder. Mm. Fuck you, sports story. 30 bucks. I didn't even open your cunt. <laughs> Oof. God damn. Soundtrack of the year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me why Sports Story sucks. Stop talking about Golf Story. Talk about Sports Story. All right. Sports Story, first of all, like, the story is all over the place. There's no real central theme to the story. Sports? Uh, here's... Okay. <laughs> Switching tack for a moment. Sports Story, like, I, I went and watched the announcement trailer again. Okay. And the announcement trailer, what it's selling you on is like, hey, we're mashing all these sports together. So, like... You can play a round of golf, but instead of using clubs, you use soccer kicks. Or, like, you're playing tennis, but with a cricket bat. Oh, I don't, I don't remember like, that at all. Crazy. Go go back and watch it again. Like, that's kind of what it's trying to sell you on. All of the sports in Sports Story suck shit. <laughs> like, golf... The golf they've even removed, like... You know, remembering... I Think back to Golf Story, how you could be like... Hey, I want to hit the ball here that either puts like backspin on it or f- or front spin to move it further along or like yeah. curves it harder or does this or does that. They've removed that from it. So it's not even as robust a golf game as it was in Golf Story. The other kind of major sport in the game is tennis and the tennis sucks so fucking hard. You can't direct your tennis shot. You can just hit it forward. That's it. And there's a whole section of the game that's dedicated to tennis. Like, there are challenges in it that I got through purely by luck, not because of any Wait, kind of skill at the game. So you hated this game. Every sport in this game sucks. Did you... you surely you only played 20% of this game? I finished this game. You're a... I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just wanted to see how far... How deep the rot went. So, for a game that sells you on all this different... Like, all this different sport that happens in the game... Golf is still the main fucking sport throughout the entire game. Tennis, I'd say, is the second one, because there's a whole section of the game dedicated to tennis. You play volleyball once during the game. There are... In each kind of area you visit, there is one person who's like, Hey, do you want to race on a BMX track? Spoiler alert, BMX sucks shit harder than tennis in this game. It's so frustrating. Cricket, there's one section of the game that's kind of dedicated to cricket, and then you never play cricket again. (laughs) On top of this, the story is nonsensical. Like, Gorn is the singular focus of the first game. In this one, it's like building up this whole thing of like, hey, the the sporting, the golf equipment brand Pure Strike in the first game seems to be like taking over all the courses in this game for some evil reason. And you're like, all right, well, okay, Pure Strike's the villain in this game. No, fucking forget about it. That doesn't mean shit. It turns out that you need to compete in this, like, 10-event ancient, like, sporting competition called the Sportathlon or Decasportathon. But every fucking thing, like, and you're doing it for the queen. What? And every fucking sport just... She's involved- dead. Every- yeah, exactly. Every fucking sport is golf. What? And then when you when you finish the Decker Sportathon, the Queen's like, "Hey, thanks for winning that for me, 
because you won it, it means I get to determine what happens to sport. And the thing I'm determining is sport's not going to change at all. Roll credits. What? <laughs> it's insane. Like someone pointed out on our Discord the other day, they 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 posted like a Kotaku article that you can find a secret room in the game that is like in the first Golf Story or in Golf Story there's like a a golf game called Golf and in Sports Story you find a, a like a secret room that's a development team and the development team's working on Golf but it's obviously a stand-in for the Sports Story development team. And it's apparently this, like, game. It's this room that just, when you talk to everybody, it just paints a picture of a dev dev team that is in massive turmoil. Like, huge scope creep, people demanding features being added, like, writers behind the game arguing with each other about what it should be about. Like, it kind of tells the story of the development itself. I agree. They like this felt like it should have been their first game, and Golf Story is the game where they like got their shit together. Yeah, it's and made so a good weird one. that they like. It's so weird that they like and it's, lost the focus, or it yeah, bums me out so much because I'm such a huge fan of Oz game development that to have to talk shit on this game, I'm like, oh, I feel bad about this. Essentially, like, well, yeah, but it's it's a it's a it's a bag fumble at the very mm-hmm. least. They fumbled the bag so bad off this one. It's a bummer because yeah, sports. Super uh, golf bummer. story was a lot of fun. Golf story, it was like it, it, it was, it did what it did well. I'm not and, saying and it's guess, everyone's like, the, bag. The, the but... dream of sports story like seemed like a good one as well. Like, I'm serious. Watch the announcement trailer again, and you'll be hype off what they thought golf story or sports story was going to be. Don't play the game. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you lost thirty bucks. I hope Nintendo. You can, did too, but at least I didn't you. lose any any time. Hey, at least collectively, if you can get a refund, we didn't lose sixty bucks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Levens, I this brings us to the end of the episode. I've done my whinging. Well, uh, I, I can't just pulled some good news out of somewhere, huh? I can't just pull some positivity out of somewhere. Oh, but I mean, the positivity is how long have we been recording for? Four hours, I think. At this Hell point. yeah! Like we just. <laughs> We just hooked our audience up with four hours of us getting progressively drunker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a hell of a time. And weird year, weird year for games. For game, yeah, for games definitely. For in, games. in terms of like not, years, not personally. Personally, like this year was a lot less weird than the last two years. I'll oh, hundred percent. Give you that much for free. Right. My number one game of the year being a dad. Okay, that's good. Yeah. My number one game of the year being a DJ again. I I mean, look, I was going to talk to... I, I was thinking about talking to this off mic, but fuck it, let's talk about on mic. You seem to be picking up a lot more gigs. Well, no, this is like, this is what I was doing in 2019. Sure. It just went away for two years, and now it's all come back. And I have, a, like, a bigger platform to talk about it on, so people are, like, more aware. I was, like, I don't know. I played, like, a shitload of music festivals in the last month, and it fucking rules. That's, I mean, but that's what I mean about is, like, the the music festivals feel like a more natural extension of you than, like, touring with five. Oh, yeah, that was locked in ages ago. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Actually, these were two, but I don't know. Yeah. I, fucking just having it all back just is, is just feels, it feels so cool. Nice. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I thought I would play way more games when I was on tour, but I didn't. I You messaged me and were like, I'm playing Falls Festival. I have a cabin that is just mine 
and I have my Switch and I'm just playing games. Yeah, and I, I was think like, the games you got were like you didn't tell. I was like, "What games are you playing?" And you're like, "I'm not going to tell you." Which... Um, but I played I played Super Kiwi sixty four. Okay, and, and the B one. Rock. <laughs> I completed those. Cool. Uh, I played a lot of melatonin. I thought melatonin yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been one of them. That was like yeah, my yeah. my main thing I played was melatonin. Just, right. Just to stay in the groove was DJ practice. You know, mm. getting get, you'd think that someone who's a knowing DJ knowing when to would, push the button. I would, my timing would be better, but yeah, it, t- it, t- it took a lot of time. There's a lot of lot of mini games in that game where you have to go on the offbeat. They are t- tough shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really happy with my list this year. Like I like you. Like I was like, what the fuck on my top ten games of the year? Have I even played ten games this year? Um, but look, I'm not as going through last year's list. Like that top five is unfuckwithable. Uh, same. Um, and like rock solid top five in that. But I think. All things considered, are there uh, any games you missed this year? Look, I missed. I missed. Miss list? I missed doing Tunic properly, and sure. I missed doing. Uh, I probably, you know, I I probably should have. In, in in any other year, I pro- like you know, in lockdown year, I probably would have finished Cult of the Lamb, and that would have been on my yeah. on my in my top ten. Um, but I I think when 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 life life uh, finds a way right. to uh, to distract you with uh, all the things you have to do, sure. In the like games was just kind of like unless it really got its hooks into me, which yeah. very few games did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a few games on the in the, in the playdate lineup that I wish I gave more time to, but I'm, the ones that speak to me in the first fucking twenty minutes of me playing with them, obviously they're going to be the ones that I play to the end and love. You know, like if you. Yeah, I think, I think you know that we are given that indie games for the most part are small games. Like you have a smaller time frame to. It's not like Death Stranding where I'm like, oh, John, if you just get through this bullshit, yeah, you'll find the game you no, like. No, John, put another fifteen hours into it. You'll yeah. be you'll be there. Like, ugh, no. Yeah, but whereas like, yeah, like it, small games, there is less time to get into them. So when, yeah. if you've put in two hours or fucking ten hours in Call of the Lamb, Simon, you haven't. Decided, oh, I'm going to f- see this one all the way through. Well, then, you know, that's I mean, a, I've that's on the game though, than it is you. I've put in enough time on Cult of the Lamb to know that I'm not going <clears> to <throat> go back to it. Are there any games that you are looking forward to in 2023? <sighs> okay, look, do we think Silk Song's coming out this year? Nope. Really? I'll be pleasantly surprised if it is, but like, I think it's a fool's errand to uh, to look to forward to that coming, coming, coming out. out. Yeah. God, I really should have had a look into this. I also I don't I don't know if my dick will deal with a year in which we get Breath of the Wild two and Hollow Knight. Oh. Those are like two games, like top that's, three games. Are... That's your equivalent of like the cliche. I'm going out for milk, and then Dad being gone. For yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was going out for cigarettes. Fifteen yeah. years, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going out for milk. No, Dad, you've been in your bedroom for thirty days straight. <laughs> I'm going out for milk. Why are you going into your bedroom? There's milk in here. Bye. <laughs> um, shit. I can't think off the top of my head. Like, have you got any? Uh, the above. I, sh- I should have um, researched this. What's it called? Like, Devolver putting out like a little cunt story. Like the um, I'm a. It's like a you're, you. It's like a kid's storybook, but you play as a little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Little cunt story. I believe sure. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um. I can look it up. You really can't think of any games you're looking forward to this game, yeah? Oh, no, I, it's the beers are preventing me from thinking about any games I look forward Damn to. Damn those guys! Year. They've done a number on my head. You didn't put a card shark in your um. 
I liked the story. The mechanic just really wore on me. Right. Oh, here we go. So, so Devolver are putting out some fucking bangers this year. All right, year. what do we got? Pepper Grinder. Oh, fuck yeah. That looks Very great. excited for that. And The Plucky Squire. The I'm Plucky like, Squire, that's the one. <clears throat> Those are my two ones. They're putting out... What skate story? Is that got something to do? <gasps> skate story looks fucking so good. Look at this guy. He's coming to life. Oh, so that's c- skate story coming out this year. That's right. So it could be a a big year for um, Stick It to the Stick Man. You know what that is? Ever heard of this one? I've got the demo. I haven't played it. I want to play it. Okay. But it could be a good year for Dolver. Skate Story. Oh, Skate Story was like my favorite trailer out of Summer Games Fest. Uh, oh, a year. game I didn't play this year, last year, um, the Drinkbox game. Um it was on Game Pass. You know, the guys who did um, Guacamelee, they did an RPG. An RPG? What was it? Um, I'll look up Drinkbox Game. Thank you. It was like, like along the lines of like, everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, yeah. uh, Nobody Saves the World. That's it. Yeah. I played a bit of that. I, it's You know what? I'm going to put that on my honorable mentions. It's a game I want to go back and play. Great sense of humor. Really cool mechanic of like changing up who you are throughout a level to kind of solve problems and stuff. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you. You, go, you started blowing and then you started burping. I love it. I Yeah. You transitioned. I grabbed that one as it came out. Um, yeah, cool. I, I definitely want to go back because I saw screenshots from that in like people's game of the year wrappers. I was like, shit, why did I avoid that? That's so weird. It's, I love the Guacamelee It's games. out on Switch now, I think. Like, give it a, It's on Game Pass give, too. Give it a whip. Yeah. yeah. I, I played it on Game Pass, but I mean, obviously... Because I go to an office. Yes, five exactly. Times yeah, it makes week. more sense to just play Switches. on Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we One go. game that I missed in 2022 <laughs> that I want to play Sifu. Yeah, okay, cool. That's that, like, brawler style game. Nice. Um, yeah. Look, here's the thing game's pretty good. The, we love games. Thanks sometimes, so much for. Sometimes we hate them. Uh, Fuck yeah. you. I don't think I've played, ga- played any games I hated this year. That's good. <laughs> I, I I just played a few games I was underwhelmed by it. Sure. Big difference. Yeah. You chose uh, Melatonin, not Sports Story. You don't join me in my... I walked on the side of Heroes yes. this year. Yes. Um, hey, everyone, we're going to end it. Yeah. We need, we need to end it. This is insane at this point. All the small games out for 2022 slash three. Yeah. Who knows when we'll be back, but... Uh, I can say for sure we'll be back sometime between... December 2023 and January 2024. Yep, that's that's for certain. But we might come up, we might pop up when hey, you least expect who it. Who knows, man? Um, if Hollow you Knight might shadow drop, and we have to record a two-hour podcast about how good it is. If you want to make us show up sooner, Fuck, head to Patreon. Imagine if, if Silk Song sucks. Sell us. There's no way in the fucking universe. But imagine if it does. It's like, oh yeah, Fuck. the queen's in it, and the queen's like, I'm gonna write a spec script of. Remember sliders. I love that show. Yeah, a spec script where they go to a universe where, where Silk, Song Silk Song sucked. And they all die. Jerry O'Connell's like, no. Jerry O'Connell explodes. <laughs> um, but hey, if you want um, all the small games to come back more regularly, um, and you listen to these, uh, our pleas to have people pay for us to, to podcast more, you could be that person that, that pays for us to podcast more. We have a Patreon still. We're keeping it active because there's a bunch of... Bonus episodes there. We did deep dives into some of our most beloved indie games of all time, including the original Hollow Knight, which we recorded <clears throat> almost exactly one year ago today. Um, we did episodes about VVV, VVV, the Stanley Parable, um, 
You remember these indie games? Uh, <sighs> uh, the Steamworld Dig. Steamworld Dig 2. <coughs> 2. Fantastic. Um, lots of excellent games. Um, some of our, our greatest episodes, you could even say. And you can hear them all over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Plus, uh, when you join, I'll give you access to our Discord where you can talk about indie games all day and all night. And uh, look, if enough people join and, and make some noise... We'll, we'll we'll make an effort sure. to, uh, to to record another episode yes. again sooner than twelve months from now at the very least. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. This was a great fun time for me, especially when you were talking about the game that you hated that I didn't play. That felt good. Like I made, <laughs> like I made a right choice in life. Yeah, rocks to dodge a bullet, right? Yeah, and also one of the best pieces of my life of my life. Hell yeah, mid episode. Yeah. During the episode, you you can hear me trickle during one of the games. You, you can figure out which one it was. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. That's, Thanks that's to John. That's why he kept jamming the fucking casual Birder soundtrack. To cover what up the sound. I'm pissing, pissing <laughs> in my office. Um, thanks so much for listening, John. Thank we you can very find much, you over at Sixteen Tacos on that's right. all the platforms. Instagram I'm, and Twitter. I'm at Levens Online. That's a new thing that I am now. Yes. Um, on everything: TikTok, Instagram, t- Twitter. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Hope you like. Hope you enjoy this episode. And and uh, beer is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Shout out a beer. Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,